Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Blog Talk Radio. There's far too many of you dying You know we've got to find a way To bring some love in here today Father, Father We don't need to escalate You see, war is not the answer For only love Can't see what's going on. Yeah. 
Dr. Robert X. Form by way of Truth to Power. My name is Beverly D. And I know that the family have some questions here to ask about dropping that bomb and wants to know uh, where do Dr. Robert X. see because he's looking through his 2020 mega vision. Dr. Robert X., how are you doing this evening? Hotep, Sister Bev, Hotep family. Uh, I'm doing as well as can be expected, Bev. Okay. All right. There's so much going on. Wow. That's an understatement. (laughs) Trauma is the order of the day. And what you said, 2020. uh, Yeah, go ahead. No, I said you said that 2020 was going to be like no other year we've seen, and it came in with a bomb. Yes. Uh, and, you know, Bev, I really hadn't given it that much thought because I've been so immersed in the Watchmen that Iran, I just really didn't look at that. Uh, okay. I know what happened. I know why people are saying that it happened. I know why Trump says that it happened. I know the Democratic Party's response uh, to what happened. Uh, I know that the two countries that benefit from uh, the death of Soleimani uh, are Saudi Arabia and Israel. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm clear on all of that. Uh, but I need details that I really haven't looked at because I've been immersed in this other thing. So okay. it's kind of ironic or it, it's not lost in the irony that they dropped a bomb on him and the foundation for the Watchmen is the Gap Band song that you just played, the Gap Band mm-hmm. being out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And that song is basically talking about what the white people did to the black people and dropping bombs on them and mass murdering them in Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1921. So again, the irony is not lost on me. We we are right at the 100-year anniversary of that happening. Wow. Hmm. Kind of interesting. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, you know, yeah. there's different theories that's going on out there about the, the dropping the bomb. And uh, one theory is that that uh, the United States didn't do it, that it was Israel that did it. Ah. That's one theory that's going on out there to force the, the, force the United States to, uh, you know, fight. Uh, and another theory that's going on out there is that Venezuela and Iran uh, is offering $600 billion, and it started here. It's starting here in Detroit for reparations for black folks. They want to, and they're not giving it to black people. They, the black people can use this hundred that they want to give a hundred thousand dollars to um each black person uh you know for the reparation and so some people was thinking that maybe 
was dead also. So, you know, it's like if you take that money, you know, the United States is at war with, with that company, so you are an uh, enemy. Uh, so it's different theories that's going on out there. Yeah, I did manage to watch that video. And the first question mm-hmm. I asked, uh, mm-hmm. the first thing that comes to my mind is Iran and Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Now, both countries have been deemed to be persona non grata. Okay? Both are in the crosshairs of America. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the top of the list. Right. So now the question becomes, how is it that you're going to get $600 billion from the two countries at the top of the enemies list of America right. to people living in America? How does that happen? When in the meantime, you've got severe economic forces crushing both countries in terms of the sanctions that have been put on both Venezuela and Iran. Before I go any further, those are the two things that comes to my mind. Go ahead, Bill. And and that's to me it seemed like a chess move to me because it's like that is what they're saying, okay, they got these heavy sanctions on them and so it's they're taking the money and they it's a way to fundle it, you know, give it to the black people inside of the United States. So they can form their own political party because this is supposed to be some kind of political uh, thing. And so they can uh, get what they're trying to do is give the the black people in the United States some kind of power. And so uh, they want to funnel the money to those our group of people. So, you know, and they want to buy up land and property, uh, take over the cities where most of us are at. So to me, it just seems like it's a political, it's a strategy that's going on here. And uh, here they go. We in the middle. They, they, Like you said before, we always, they put us right there. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not trying to be a killjoy by any stretch of the imagination. But I don't see that happening under any circumstances. Let me give you an example. Minister Farrakhan, Mm -hmm. right after the Million Man March, was given us or was promised a small amount of money from Libya and Colonel Gaddafi. Right, right. And the government who had declared Libya a terrorist nation, which is what they declare Iran. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, to this day, the minister has not received one dime of that money to this day, and Gaddafi is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I don't see it happening. I can't envision how it would happen 
here's the deal. If black people don't stand up and declare their freedom, no amount of money is going to get you there. That's why we've been advocating nonviolent non-participation. Black people are going to have to really understand this system of so-called white supremacy. And I'm not talking about this nonsense that people are running around, these white people running around here screaming white supremacy every other day. I'm talking about the real system of white supremacy governed by the people who claim to be our friends, the chosen. And until we deal with that, okay, none of the rest of it is going to be realized. That's the well, bigger that's problem. What they're saying. Well, that's what they're saying, that the the funds are for to organize, to gather the people together so they can stand up. Yeah, but that's my point. Money should not be the cost of life for why you stand up for your freedom. Is freedom hinged on your money? Or is it a standalone project inspired by the will of the people to be free? If that's not the reason, then no money is going to give you lasting freedom. You follow what I'm saying, Bear? Uh-huh. It's internal. It's internal. It's not external. Money is an external component. If you ain't feeling it in your heart and your soul and you ain't doing it for your children, money doesn't last. Therefore, your freedom won't last. And for anybody that don't believe that, Ask Bill Cosby. Ask Oprah Winfrey. Ask Michael Jordan. Ask LeBron James. Or any other black person in this country with money, how much freedom they have. And we can see examples of it. Over and over and over again. It's not about money. You can't give me money to repair the damage that the real system of white supremacy has inflicted on African people all over this planet. Ain't no price tag on that. It's an urge, a yearning. For freedom to be self-determinate. And I'm clear that yes, money is a solve. Okay? It's something that you spread over the pain. But like any other solve, it's not lasting. You have to deal with what's causing the pain. That's what the watchman is really all about. And funny, Bear, you played that song. Mm -hmm. There's another song that's an updated mantra to the 
pain that black people feel every day of our lives. And that song was by the future, by the Fugees. Mm. It's called The Mask. Remember that song? I don't know. I have to hear it. I'm, I know the future, yeah. but I have to hear it. M to the A to the S to the K. I don't remember all the words to it, Bear. But what it's talking about is the fact that every day, because of the global system of white supremacy, black people have to get up every day and put on a mask to hide our true feelings. Because that system of white supremacy permeates everything within our existence. This is why, family, I've tried to warn people about supporting Donald Trump. And some of the things that I hear coming out of black the mouths of black supporters of Donald Trump is the same thing I heard from people who supported Barack Obama, both of whom support the overall system of global white supremacy. This is real talk, family. When I heard the the speech that Trump gave after the assassination of Soleimani, I said, wow, I've heard that before. As a matter of fact, I've heard that same speech several times mm-hmm. well, from one administration to the other. And that lets you know that the global system of white supremacy is not about to die because Trump is in office. Okay? Now, he's right on schedule in uh, revealing to the world everything that we've said about him from the third term to him being the antichrist or a antichrist to a host of other things, Bev, that we've already outlined. And again, I do not expect people that don't listen to this program to understand where I'm coming from at all. I don't. Because the global system of white supremacy will have you rooting against yourself. Because its foundation is selfishness beyond reproach. It is the epitome of selfishness. That's what it is. And I can't think of it being embodied in anything more than this series and the original movie called The Watchmen. It's just mind-blowing, Sister Bear. Mm-hmm. 
So, no, the only thing that this system fears is people not here adhering to it. That's what it fears. So it has to constantly produce certain personages, people, to make sure that people remain within that system. That's why I mentioned all the names that I did. Because those people that I named, uh, I guarantee you, are not going to say a word about anything of any substance having to do with black people. And you haven't heard a word of any substance having to do with black people and freedom because they're firmly ensconced in the system of white supremacy and they're comfortable in it. So I don't care how many politicians you elect. They, they in fact, serve in the system of white supremacy. The real system. And you can count on one hand the number of so-called black elected officials who have come out and openly challenged the real power behind the system of white supremacy. You can count them on one hand and have some fingers left over. That's the real deal. Again, let me give you an example. With all of the stuff that we talked about in terms of the chosen people that came straight out of their media, how many black politicians have you heard expound on any of it? I haven't heard anybody. And you're not going to because they are very comfortable within that system of white supremacy. But now, look at Soleimani. I guarantee you, because Trump was on the other end of the bomb, that they all got opinions. They'll talk about that. But they're quiet bombs. They're chemical bombs. Okay? They're pharmaceutical bombs that have been dropped on the black community for decades. Not a word. Not a peep. There's a harsh reality that 2020 is going to bring in. Okay? Because things are going to take place that even if you don't want to see them, you're going to see them. Even if you don't want to, you're going to see them. And everybody is pointing to vision. Everybody. Everybody knows about 2020 allegedly being at the apex of proper vision, but nothing could be further from the truth. 2020 is not uh, the epitome 
of proper vision. It's what's accepted by the global system of white supremacy. Uh, you can have 2020 vision and can't see shit. Excuse my language, family. Seriously. Blind as a bat. Can't see nothing. The legacy of the watchman is the feminine energy coming in possession of the third eye of God. I wish I could make it up, Bear. But for everybody that saw, I think it was the episode seven, episode seven, you saw the angel, Angela, come in possession of the third eye of God, which was, in fact, the point in the circle that sat right in the center of his head. You can't make this up, family. She hits him in the head with a hammer because she's been entrusted with his spiritual nature, black woman. She's entrusted with it. While she is, in fact, serving the system of white supremacy as a black cop. coming from a lineage of black cop. And it was black cop who was really behind the bombing of Tulsa, Oklahoma. But the trauma is so great that the people don't even want to deal with it. They don't want to deal with it. Nobody want to talk about it. The hardest thing in the world to get black politicians to do is to work on behalf of black people. They can't. They don't even mention Black people in the singular is always black and brown, people of color. What? What? Well, if you work for if you work for if you work for Walmart, you got to follow the policies and rules of Walmart. That's right, and that's what the and that's what they that's what they doing. So they can't, and they that's not. Right. That's why they took that position. That is correct, no doubt about it. So then, I don't expect them. Okay, I don't expect them to serve my interests because they've made a conscious decision to serve the interests and the maintenance of the system of white supremacy. That ain't one of them. That's all of them. 
and we justify it by saying, well, you got to have some representation. Well, show me where your representation is truly representative. Because all I hear is black and brown and people of color. That's what I hear. This is the harsh reality. And this is why I agree with the pretext of what the brother was saying in the video about Iran and Venezuela. But it can never be about the very power source of the system of white supremacy, which is money, currency. That's their power source. And if you understand the nature of the spirit, it doesn't have a dollar sign attached to it. And until black people get it in their minds, because we're not there yet, all you have to do is look at the behavior of many of the young people and what they'll do to get this currency. Take a look at it. That's not what it is. I'm not saying that we don't all need an economic boost. What I'm saying is the times dictate that there are much more powerful forces than an adherence to their currency which is how they maintain the system of white supremacy. Because what happens if you violate their tenets of the system of global white supremacy? They put you on what? Economic sanctions. Well, what does that mean? That means if you don't follow our rules and regulations as we dictate them will starve you to death. In America, what they've done to black people is to keep us economically deprived for almost 200 years. Yes, that's exactly my point. All they've done is taken what they've done to us and use it globally. That's what they've done. So we have to understand that there has to be a higher, a higher order of things because that's what we've lost. And if anything is scary about all this, What's scary to me is we don't seem to understand it. Some of us do, but a lot of us don't. Again, all you have to do is look at the behavior that people exhibit, our people, to get it. And it's funny, Bear, that you uh, 
mentioned the reparations. Mm-hmm. Because in the Watchmen, again, the irony is not lost. The two primary characters, the two primary black characters, Dr. Manhattan, or when he becomes a black man, Cal, and Angela are the recipients of what's called retforations, retforations, because in their time, Robert Redford is the president. And he's given reparations to all those who were victimized in Tulsa. So they call them reparations. Now watch this, Bear. Coming from all that traumatic background, Cal. Uh, Dr. Manhattan as a black man and Angela who is the last remaining descendant of one of the few survivors from Oklahoma He's she's Will's granddaughter Will is played by Lou Gossett Okay, who himself was a policeman, right? Uh, But he was still undergoing extreme trauma based on his mama and daddy being killed in Tulsa and him being orphaned. Okay, Uh, where he grew up to be a policeman, but the trauma is so great in terms of what he's fighting, which is a secret society called the Cyclops. Okay, whose symbol is the thumb and index finger over the forehead with the other three fingers standing alone. We know that today as the okay sign, right? Now there, the real white supremacist have outlawed that symbol to be a symbol of white supremacy. Just like they took the swastika. Exactly. And who's doing all this? It's the real people behind the system of the real white supremacy. The chosen. That's why we got to be on our toes. We have to be on our toes. 
and really analyzing what's happening. And it's no small coincidence that they make a black woman the heroine in the movie The Watchmen. She a cop, right? She the police, but she the heroine. And because of reparations, her and Cal adopt three children, all of them white. Now, I'm just going to wait a second and let that sink in, family. Because we're talking in 2019. Okay? So they're going back to 1921 to come up to 2019. They are the adoptive parents of three white children in 2019. You dropped the bomb on me, baby. You dropped the bomb on me. Then you turn me out, babe. You tell me. Okay? Because if that ain't white supremacy, I don't know what is. These are some mind-blowing times that we live in because many of the writers and people that uh, gave us this HBO version of The Watchmen were black people. I find it quite interesting. And here's the other thing. The Asian woman in the series is just as racist as the white people. But in the real world, black people are trying to give us people of color. I'm talking black politicians here. People of color. As if somehow my pain is transferable to other races that are non-white. When when I go to them other countries and I look at uh, uh, mixed children, which is what Angela uh, is subjected to once her black military mama and daddy are blown up in Vietnam. She's sent to an orphanage as a little girl. And she has to incur because she's black. 
the racism meted out to her by the staff at the orphanage, people of color. Okay? That ain't unlike black people in Latin America who find themselves at the bottom of the barrel with little or no representation from Brazil to Mexico. Okay? Same flavor. Now, there's a difference in having allies in the battle of global white supremacy than melting what you are into what they are to accomplish a goal. Because I tell you this, you are not going to get Mexicans to change their cultural orientation into a black one. It's not going to happen. As a matter of fact, if you look at the average Mexican, you wouldn't even know. If you look at how Mexicans are depicted, you'd be hard-pressed to believe there's anything dark in Mexico outside of the night sky. Same goes for Cuba. Same goes for Puerto Rico. Okay? It's few and far between when light-skinned people of color accept that dark skin as the predominant leader. There are exceptions, but there are few. That's the reality that we live in. So while I encourage everybody to watch that series, I want people to watch that series uh, with their thinking caps on. Because like so many other things, they want me to believe that Billy Bob, right? Poor white boy from the hills of Kentucky is the ringmaster of the system of global white supremacy. That's what they want me to believe. And they've been giving that to me in a number of movies. Right? And it's interesting, Sister Bear, because in the original version of The Watchmen, John Osterman, who uh, becomes the victim 
of technology that causes him to break apart molecularly and then reassemble later on is the son of a Jewish refugee. Look look at it, family. Check it out. That's the original movie. Okay? So then he becomes, for all practical purposes, Dr. Manhattan after the incident with God-like powers. Now, what is that telling me? That's telling me that the chosen are the ones who inherit through this accident this, these God-like powers. Now, that's the original movie. In the, in the TV series, the HBO series, they decide to switch it to a black man who never really exercises any power because in order for him to uh, 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 express his love for the black woman, he has to give up his spiritual essence. And I think that's commendable on the part of the black man, right? He entrusts his woman with his spiritual essence, his God-like identity. That's the only way he can become human and express his love for her. And of course, as you might expect, this God dies or is murdered, and he already knows it because he's in the past, the present, and the future. And there's some question as to why doesn't he change it? So there are inconsistencies in the framework of what's going on in in the series. But suffice it to say, at the conclusion of the series, you're given the idea that he leaves behind the symbol of the beginning of mankind, which is the egg. Okay? Her spiritual capacities kick in, and she reflects on what he said and realizes that within that egg, which is symbolic of the world egg, the beginning of mankind on the planet, okay? That he's embodied within that egg. She cracks open the egg, eats it, and with his point in the circle, his third eye, begins her transformation into the female God. 
that ain't in the series, that's for next season. I'm just telling you where they're going. As you might expect, the series received rave reviews. Here's how I view it, because I'm a critic. Mm -hmm. I view it the same way as I viewed the black superhero that they dropped on us last year from Wakanda. Now, yeah, I was, I was with him all, all the way to the end. Uh, Wakanda? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My question to you, Bev, is when mm-hmm. the last time you heard somebody mention Wakanda? Remember all the hoopla and all that about Wakanda? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, when was the last well, time you heard, heard somebody mention Go ahead. Uh, a, a few weeks ago, this white, uh, I don't know what he was, a professor or somebody, and he was talking about how that movie uh, wasn't good for us or something like that. Wasn't good for black people. A white person telling us yeah. that, right? Okay. <laughs> right. Okay, now, when's the last time you heard a black person talking about it? Not since... Uh, after you know, right after the movie came out, it was a lot of activity for a while. But it's like it's like it was a crowd. Now the crowd gone. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, and that's because somebody gave you that. Somebody decided that it was time for you to cheer about something. Somebody is in charge of your emotion, whether we want to accept it or not. So somebody is taking us on this uh, emotional roller coaster. Because you show me a group of people that's overly emotional, and I show you a group of people that's ripe to be controlled and manipulated. can't be about emotion. And this is where, okay, many of our people who somehow view black female politicians and adherence to politicians as progress, black female entertainers that's progress. On the contrary, if they have to adhere to the system of global white supremacy, that's regress. That's not progress. Okay, and that's why Wakanda is like a a fog at this point, less than one year later. That's why it's so hazy, because you weren't in charge of it. 
somebody gave it to you for an emotional response. Not to mention mega bucks. You want some Wakanda? Go back to 2008. They gave you some Wakanda. He was called Obama. Same deal. Okay? And they're going to try to give you some more Wakanda. Like Michelle Wakanda. And it ain't real either. This is the reality, family. We got to deal with it. But to deal with it, you're going to need to switch on your own inherent powers. You will have to switch on your meta vision, your metaphysical vision, because that's what Wakanda was. It was an exercise in metaphysics. And that's what the Watchmen is in terms of the HBO version. It's an exercise in metaphysics. Okay. What's the title of this program, Sister Bear family? Because I'm just I'm just going off on a tangent here. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> watching with 2020 mega vision. Exactly. Watching with 2020 meta vision, metaphysical vision. That's what we need to switch on. We need to switch on our own superpower. And don't think for one moment that you don't have it. Because if you didn't have it, all these other people that I just mentioned wouldn't be working overtime to keep you at the bottom. I don't give a damn if it's Mexico, Cuba, Venezuela, you name it. You name it. You think ain't no black people in Iran? I guarantee you they've been there all the time. You just ain't going to see them because they ain't in positions of power. Okay? Now, watch this, family. The places where black people are in positions of power, if they don't adhere to the global system of white supremacy, they're being bonded to submission. Case in point, one of the most important uh, people on the planet. I'm talking about the Dogon. Being bombed into submission, okayed by Barack Obama, carried out by France and NATO. And it hasn't stopped to this day. I'm talking about in Mali. Still going on but with very little discussion. This is the real reality of where we at. If we ain't figured out that these people got us on the drawing board for extinction, then you're not paying attention. 
because no movie, no movie is going to change the harsh reality of the real conditions that black people find themselves in in 2019. What's that uh, song in that movie, Mary Poppins? A teaspoon, uh, what, how does it go? A little bit of sugar helps the medicine go down? So when they was injecting us with all of these chemicals and that, that they're making mandatory today, family, then we find out 40 years later that the medicine, the polio vaccine, got cancer virus in it. family. There's real talk. So when I look at every metric in terms of our condition in 2019, I ain't got no Wakanda moment. In other words, we need to switch on that meta vision. And let's look through this madness with our third eye. And again, I I find it I just ironic, Bear, that the black male uh, a spiritual essence is being kept by the black female because our lineage is not either or; it's both. That's our lineage. Their lineage is one or the other. That's their lineage. That ain't our lineage. Our lineage is Asur Aset. Not Asur or Aset. It is... (laughs) Man, I'm still on this tangent and I can't get off. <laughs> it's like KRS-One said, I'm a blunt getting smoked and I can't wake up. I'm a blunt getting smoked and I can't wake up. I'm dreaming about being a blunt. <laughs> By the way, uh, marijuana was legalized here in Illinois as of January the 1st. I thought a long I spoke time. To- yeah. Uh, who was in those lines, Bear? Well, I, I saw a lot of white folks in them lines. Mm. The one that I now, they showed here. Well, there was white yeah. and black. Yeah. Now, watch this, Bear. I have a friend who called me the other day, and he said, man, Rob, he said, uh, my my daughter's girlfriend went to the dispensary the other day. I said, wow. Is it medical? Said, no, you don't need no medical car. I thought you need a medical car for it because I'm not keeping up with any of it. Because I know anything the government wanted. Yeah. But, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not I wasn't privy to any of that because I know when the government want to give me something that they've been locking my ass up for for the last 60, 70, 80 years. <laughs> right. 
Uh, I my my meta vision has been switched on for a long time. I know it ain't good for me. Now, anybody else want to take that family, to heart? I asked a family member that that goes to these dispensaries, and I say, well, do is there any seeds in them, in, in what you be buying nope. from there? And they like, nope. nope. <laughs> That's right. Now, watch this, man. Here's the deal, cause see. This is the state. He said, uh, my daughter's girlfriend went in about $200 worth of weed mm. that cost her $280 when they got through with the taxes. Dang. What? $80 in taxes. And I said, you know what? I said, there's an old saying, see a fool, bump their head. Mm. And it's probably easy to bump their head if they high. Yeah, they stand high too. Exactly. So now, the police going to benefit tremendously. And the state is going to benefit because I guarantee you, Along with that is going to come all kind of technology about driving under the influence. Blow into this. Okay? Blow into that. We'll take your license. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Insurance companies that are run by the chosen, all of them, headquartered in Florida, are going to make a killing. Okay, family? Uh, Pookie and Ray Ray? Because I had this conversation with somebody as well. I said, once people really understand what the hell is going on, uh, the neighborhood business is going to go through the roof. Because who in the hell want to pay $80 in taxes for some weed when you can go to every other house, at least in my neighborhood, here, here too, and everywhere else in the hood, every other house, because it's a matter of survival, of making ends meet, okay? Every other but house. they taking that away. How can they? Just like that, that's that's did, my point. Like they did the numbers here. The number men, you know, they were making money, keeping ends meet, and they brought the lottery in and put them out of business. That's right. I don't see that happening with the neighborhood sellers. Okay. Because unlike the numbers, I know very few people that can go and pay those prices. You follow me? Mm-hmm. So what are they going to do? They're going to continue to deal with the neighborhood sellers. And now that it's legal, you don't too much have to worry about going to jail. Why would you? It's legal. 
they've already said, up to a certain amount of capital, it's going to be no more than a misdemeanor with no jail time. Right? So all I got to do is keep five, six hundred dollars worth of weed and sell that, and then go to the stash house when I need for more. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, Bill. And for ten, twenty dollars, whatever they sell. Exactly. No, they're not. Yeah. Exactly. You get the same result. You may not get the the fantastic name. Right? You know, the the uh, sweet potato pie combo weed. Right? Uh-huh. You're smoking and you think, and it tastes like sweet potato pie. Right? And what's the, making it taste like that? You know what it is? Chicken and dressing deluxe. For the holidays. Can you see it? So that mistletoe uh, is now a blunt. All right. So when you when you examine this thing, you see it for what it is in terms of the state. It's a fraud. Like damn near everything else the state comes up with. Is all a fraud designed to make money for the mega rich. Because when you talk about the state now, that's who you're talking about because they don't do anything for the people. Mm-mm. It's all about state power. That's why the former Speaker of the House, John Boner, First thing he did was went and and got in the box when he uh, ceased to be the Speaker of the House. Yeah, they try to call him Boehner, but I pronounce his name the way it really is. He's John Boner, Speaker of the House. Major weed distributor. Ran it and raved about the evils of drugs while he was the Speaker of the House. Okay? So, what did they do? They killed Freddie, right? Mm-hmm. And since Freddie's dead, they in charge now. They became the pusher man. That's the system of white supremacy and how it really works. We're going to take what we lock your ass up for and make billions. And if you go in certain areas here in Illinois, like in Evanston, a suburb of Illinois, we'll take some of the proceeds and put it towards reparations. Now, in the meantime, they legalized, they legalized 
the weed. But then from my understanding, the job can still fire you if you got weed in your system. So what is that about? I mean, that's how you going to legalize that's, something? Mm-hmm. That's temporary. Okay. They're going to change that. Okay. But now, the thing is, the percentage, the percentage of THC, they're charging you based on the percentage of THC, from, as I understand it. Okay. And uh, I, I don't know all of the particulars of it, but I guarantee you, uh, because ain't nobody smoke more weed and do more drugs than white people. Nobody. I drank. They buy. Oh, naturally. Too. That's right. That's a drug too. We don't view it that yeah. way, but that's what it is. Nobody. Okay. So I guarantee you, and don't think that them politicians ain't being been weeded. Hell, Bill Clinton, like his brother said, he had a nose like a Hoover vacuum cleaner mm-hmm. because of all the cocaine that he was snorting. The higher you go up, uh, the more of it you encounter. I'm talking about the higher you go in this system, the more of it you encounter. I remember uh, a few months ago when we were dealing with uh, the tech barons, we pointed out that they take Molly like candy. We know they've been microdosing on LSD, right, for decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ain't, ain't nobody take more drugs than these people. But they look down their nose at everybody else because they got money behind them. So it's all right, right? Uh, Tyrone Biggums can turn his car in with uh, pipes and all kind of crap in there, right? And he don't go to jail. He don't go to jail. Right. Because he rock steady. But you know something there, family? Uh-huh. We got one thing over them. If we choose to use it. And that is that metavision. That's your superpower, family. So all I can tell you about Iran is when I break it down, Bev, I get the I, which is the ninth letter in the alphabet. I get Ra, which is another name for God. And I get the N at the end, which, like the M, represents water. So now you put all three of them together. And what you really have metaphysically is the Aquarian age manifesting. I think that's where we are now, ain't it, Bear? Yes, we are. We are in the Aquarian okay. age. Okay, so we got nine, God, and water. There will be no World War Three. This ain't it. But they're trying to feed us a steady diet of this. 
Because the chosen North Korea. Uh, North Korea is of no real substance. That's all propaganda. Okay? Just like uh, uh, Iran is all propaganda. And I haven't even uh, looked into uh, Iran in, in terms of the murder of Sol Imani. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, again, I've been just immersed in this other thing. So uh, I'm just giving my little uh, haphazard opinion on what's going on. But uh, when I look at uh, nine God and water, uh that ain't it. It ain't Iran. Try as they might. And I, I've already told the family, uh, Trump's Achilles heel is going to be the chosen. I said that over two years ago. Because he better look uh, behind his back at those people who are behind him. Them the ones that are going to be sticking them in the back. And I've warned black also, people. Go ahead, Bear. They also, they also have a, um, they also have out there that he got a bound, bounty on his head, an $80 million, whoever, uh, you know, take him off the planet. And, you know, my thing is, if the deep state, or um, NATO, you know, now it's set up that, okay, if if something do happen to him, that it wasn't him, it was Iran who did it. Absolutely. And you can expect, this is what I expect for 2020, we already said it, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. there will be an attempt on him. It's, it yeah, will fail. Several already. Yeah, but none physically. Okay. This one will be physical. Now, according to the legend or the prophecy, depending on how you want to look at it, I call it a legend. Mm-hmm. He will receive a head wound. We talked about this over a year ago. Right. I fully expect that to happen. So everything is in accordance with what we're talking about. And at the same time, there are whispers about Iran having nuclear weapons already. They just don't have the capability to deliver them. Now, let's, let's extrapolate on this, Bear family, because we already told you that according to The Economist magazine, that in this second term, there was going to be a nuclear explosion somewhere in this country. I think we said that. Yeah, okay. we did. Let's just, look, uh, let's just look at it now. Let's just extrapolate on it. Uh, turn on your MetaVision. Everything is being set up to have that to become a reality. I said at the time I didn't know who would be blamed, but I know who would be behind it. So now just this imagine time. that in his second term, that explosion occurs, and they immediately point the finger at Iran. Okay. 
That's a live possibility. Very live. And as is the fear, which is how the system of white supremacy has been able to survive for so long, by instilling fear in the general populations, not just here, but around the world. Uh, these white people go all wild. I've seen some of the things that these people have been saying. They, they automatically label Soleimani a terrorist. Why? Because the U.S. government labels people terrorists. Now, let's be clear, okay, that last week they was calling black people domestic terrorists because of the incidents allegedly with the chosen. So they go to Iran and label this man in his own country a terrorist. In his country. While they surround it, they got bases on top of bases all around Iran. But he a terrorist because he goes to Iraq per uh, the request by Iraqi officials. By the way, family, no small coincidence that Iraq is I-R-A-Q. Okay? Uh, those lands are the original lands of the God force. That's what they really represent. And that's why they're always talking about when Third World War do start, it'll be in the land of the original God force. I didn't say those were the original people. I said those are the original lands. Okay, and that's what they want. They want the resources in the land. That is correct. No question about it. No doubt about it. And who again, who stands to benefit? That's all you got to know. Because the United States don't need anything from those countries. Nothing. Nothing. but they do serve as the proxy to be used by the chosen. Yeah. We can't get away from it. So they can try to give us fake feel good like Wakanda and the Watchmen. And they even tell you uh, in some of the research that it's just good to see the black woman rise. Well, who's responsible for the rising? Hmm. And at who what cost? Who elevator, who elevator is she riding on? Exactly. 
Bingo, Bev. That's it. So we need to look at 2020. Vision. And what does that really mean? Because we all automatically go to the eye. So let's look at the eye metaphysically. I went to Truth Unity, my little metaphysical outpost, and I pulled up the metaphysical meaning of the eye. And here's what it says. Uh, There are three different categories, the inner, the single, and eyes that are blind. The inner eye is spiritual vision. It's intuitive seeing with the eye of truth. Now, as I'm saying this, fan, I want you to uh, metaphysically put in your third eye the fact that the third eye is already manifested in the cosmos, already here. Okay? Then let's go to the eye single. They say, a searching quality of mind with keen observation that selects only that which is good. The single eye is open and receptive only to the guiding light of spirit. And that's what that eye in the cosmos is here to do. And then you got the third category, eyes that are blind. It represents a darkened consciousness when we are exalted and illuminated through truth, darkness disappears. And that family is why we stand on truth at truth to power. Because metaphysically, it opens up your eye and strengthens your consciousness. That's what truth to power really means. Okay? But of course, we couldn't stop there. We went to uh, Mumich, M-U-M-I-C-H dot edu. I'm sorry. This is the University of Michigan. So that's U-Mitch dot edu and we pulled up the eyes eyes and here's what they say eyes are probably the most important symbolic sensory organ sensory organ they can represent clairvoyance omniscience or omniscience and or a gateway into the soul. Other qualities uh, that the eyes are associated with are intelligence, light, vigilance, moral conscience, and truth. Looking someone in the eyes is a Western custom of honesty. But in other cultural contexts, Obscuring the eyes can convey respect, uh, i.e. the Asians. 
or modesty and submission in terms of Middle Eastern women wearing veils for that purpose. They say the eye often means judgment and authority. Carl Jung considers its original symbol as the eternal bosom, but with the pupil, its child. The pupil, its child. And so now that's why they refer to children in schools as pupils. Okay? Until you get to the higher levels of education, then you are no longer considered a pupil. When you get out and you become an apprentice, then you again are referred to as a pupil. Okay? Anyway, they say it's the place where love begins, ending at the mouth. They say, Different colors of the eyes carry different meanings. Blue is a sign of being in love, innocence. Green represents jealousy, a sign of distrust, rarity. Red, demonic, weeping, fury. Different number of eyes have different meanings as well. One eye means subhuman, divine omniscience or omniscience, superhuman, okay? Uh, norm, usually negative. Two eyes uh, represent normality, both physically and spiritually. Three eyes represent superhuman powers either benevolent or malevolent. Multiple eyes represents the stars and darkness. So that's the University of Michigan's interpretation of the eye. And of course, we continue to go on because we want to inspire metavision in 2020. So we went to whatsyoursign.com and we found the symbolic meaning of eyes. And here's what they say. In Christianity, the eye of God is depicted hovering over a tent, symbolic of the tabernacle, the temple of the faithful. The eye here represents the omnipresent spirit of God peering into the soul of the faithful, ever watchful over those who serve. In Egypt, we see the eye of Haru, also known as the eye of Ra, the Utjah, okay, or the Wetjah. The eye is a symbol of protection and life. During his battle with Set, Horus' eye was ripped out. Toth was able to save the eye and restored it by using magic. In Egypt and Western occult, the left eye is considered a lunar trait and a symbol of the northern direction. 
the right eye is a, is a solar symbol or the female, the lunar, I'm sorry, um, uh, the male, the solar symbol is the male, the sun. The lunar symbol, the moon, is the female. So the left eye, y'all remember Lisa, left eye, Lopez? Right. Right? Yeah. From what group, there? Oh, sure. What was the name of that group? Oh. This is This is when they were really exposing black women and they went through the entertainment field to give black women maximum amount of exposure. So there were a lot of female groups that came out of nowhere that had very little um, real talent, but they uh, basically made them half naked, right? And that's how they sold them. Go ahead, Beth. Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Well, didn't wasn't yeah. she dating the football player? TLC, that's the name of the group. Thank you, Eddie. That's right. But she was dating the, the football player from the Atlantic Falcons. Uh, and burned oh, his house down. That's right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but that was in the 80s, all right? Uh, you, they, Both of them disappeared off the scene. I think she died, didn't she? Oh, uh, yeah. We all, they always say that she they killed her because she died in a car yeah. accident over, overseas or something. That's right. That's right. Anyway, uh they say the right eye is the solar symbol and represents the southern direction. So the left eye represents the northern direction. Uh, the right eye uh, represents the southern direction. Left eye lunar, uh, right eye solar. Left eye uh, the moon, uh, right eye the sun. They say the third eye is the spiritual eye, the intuitive eye, or the eye of the soul. It's associated with the brow chakra, which facilitates intuition and extrasensory perception. The third eye is on the forehead of Shiva and is symbolic of the inner eye that sees all things within a cosmic perspective. Now, that's where uh, Dr. Manhattan was. They wanted everybody to to view him uh, the same as the the uh, Eastern religions, but that symbol in the center of his head was picked by him, and it actually was supposed to represent uh, hydrogen, because it's, there's really supposed to be a dot on the outside of the circle, okay, and one in the center of the circle, representing the atom. But in the uh, HBO series, again, with black people being the primary impetus in the series, it just became the point in the circle. 
And if you want some fascinating reading, because I go way back with the point in the circle and identifying it not just as the number 10, geometrically speaking, or the one and the zero, all right, depending on how you look at it geometrically, which represents the male and the female, the one and the zero, but also represents the God construct, completion. The last number uh, before numbers become duplicate. Okay? Uh, and then everything starts all over again. And by the way, Sister Bear, uh, we do in fact come in major contact with tarot and all of this, as usual. Okay. All right? Uh, all okay. of the tarot is always. <laughs> it is. That's right. And when we get to this article, Bev, as I stated, uh, uh, this is your strong suit and my weakest. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's going to take us at least two sessions uh, today and tomorrow and then next week to complete all of this. Okay. But I want you to read this article. Uh, that I'm going to get into just sparingly because I think you're going to love it. And it deals directly with the Watchmen, Mm -hmm. but from the standpoint of the tarot. Now, they go on to say, in dreaming, the eyes indicate an opening into a new dimension. This is symbolic of your vision clearing and focusing in on a new direction. It may also indicate your ability to see past what is common and spiritually arrive to the point where your inner vision perceives all things in their divine glory. The symbolic meaning of eyes also carry a message of prophecy. Uh, seeing a vision of the future. They go on to say, uh, the eyes are the window to the soul is accurate. Eyes are synonymous and symbolic of the soul. Windows that allow sight from both sides of the metaphorical pain. From Freemasonry to alchemy, the eye is a commonly used symbol. It's meant to represent a desire to hold to an ideal vision for the future. We simply call it family metavision. They go on to say, in many spiritual organizations, the eye is a symbol of psychic vision and enlightenment. In Buddhism, the eyes represent spiritual perception and seeing with the soul. The symbolic meaning of eyes deals with second sight or extrasensory perception. Now, I want the family to understand that critically because that is a major component, okay, of your metavision that ESP. 
and you'll be surprised to find as we go on, we're going to get into it, that the white people have been using this in space. Okay? They've been using ESP in space with Russian cosmonauts. We'll, we'll get into that later. Just like teleportation has been a reality for some time now. That's a major component with how Dr. Manhattan is captured. Okay? That's how they capture him, using a teleportation device. Now, but that's a part of our reality. Remember, we just pointed out a couple of weeks ago that an Air Force general came out and pointed out that they have the capacity to send anybody anywhere on this planet within an hour. So that's the reality. Now, they go on to say, uh, many ancient esoteric earth-based philosophies consider the eye a channel or a passageway into a new dimension. The eye is not a physical symbol, but rather an ethereal one in which consciousness may enter into a gateway of infinite expanse. And you know I got to stop there, family. Because as we pointed out, the ether is the domain of this black woman. Okay? The goddess needs. And as I pointed out last week, based on a question, that it, in, in fact, has a lot to do with the elevation of consciousness. Because somebody asked me, well, how do you, how do you uh, manifest this? And I, I can only answer from my own experience how it happens. And it's as if there's a gateway to the ether that opens up and allows for you uh, to ascertain uh, that energy, that light, which is knowledge. Because that's what the black uh, female was in charge of in ancient Kemet, the keeper of the library, the halls of knowledge. Okay? The ether, the etheric realm. Uh, they say this journey is traversed through the pitch black channel of beingness, which is represented by the black of the pupil. Once the threshold is crossed, one obtains higher knowledge comparable to enlightenment, family. So I was right on it in terms of explaining my own experience. They say, the symbolic meaning of the eye is what you make of it. If eyes keep reoccurring to you, it's certainly a message. It's your responsibility to interpret that message as it relates to your personal experience. Meditate upon this phenomena. And the answers will come to you when you are, are patient and still enough to receive them. Because when you go into meditation, that basically unifies all of your eyes. 
your eyes become single. They become one. Okay? And so that brings us, family, to the true meaning of 2020 vision. Because like many other things, we've been fed a load of it. Okay? 2020 vision is not what we perceive it to be. So that's the name of the article, the true meaning of 2020 vision. And you can go to Stanton Optical, Stanton Optical, S-T-A-N-T-O-N, Optical, all one word, dot com. And here's what they say. 2020 vision does not mean having perfect vision. 2020 vision refers to your visual acuity, the clarity or sharpness of your vision, how well your eyes can see an object at a distance of 20 feet. This number indicates that you can see objects clearly at a distance of 20 feet compared to other people. And I can assure you, because I'm no exception, that most of us thought that 2020 vision meant that you had proper vision. It's all relative. And it's based upon the Snellen eye chart. Okay? Here's what they say. They go on to say, optometrists test your vision acuity using the Snellen eye chart. It consists of displaying letters of progressively smaller sizes. The common Snellen chart has 11 lines of block letters. Now, if you think that 11 represents doorways, and if you think that's a coincidence, then reach up to the center of your head and put your finger there and turn on that MetaVision. Okay? Those 11 lines are there to represent doorways. Because your eye, as we've just uh, enunciated, is the doorway to the soul. Okay? But the understanding of the spiritual aspect of your eyes allows for you to see beyond what we normally know as vision, spiritually speaking, okay? Now, they go on to say, as you move down the chart, each row not only gets smaller, but also increases in number of letters. The further down you can make it in the chart, the closer you are to having 2020 vision. The eighth row, which is the eight, number eight represents the female. That's why it's shaped like her. Okay? Uh, the eighth row is 2020 visual acuity. And that automatically tells you, family, that the female has a certain level of spiritual acumen that's not there in the male because she has to, she has to pass it on to the children. Okay. Now 
they go on to say uh, certain levels of vision have different meanings or they're different variations. For instance, 2015 vision is considered superior to 2020. It means the patient can see an object at 20 feet that a patient with 2020 can only see at 15 feet. 2040 vision is the requirement to pass the driver's test in all 50 states. Most printed material is set at this level. 2080 vision means you should be able to read the time on an alarm clock at 10 feet and be able to read the headline in a newspaper as they are set at this size. None of it is by accident, family. None of it. Then you got 2200 vision. If you got that, you need glasses. It's considered legally blind. And you are only able to see the letters on the stop sign. That would be me. <laughs> Family. <laughs> okay. Uh, 2,200. <laughs> Absolutely. Because you know something, Ben? I always uh-huh. hated glasses. I hated glasses. So, man, when I was coming up, because I used to break them, I'd fall asleep with them on and... uh Break that. Those people that wear glasses, they know what I'm talking about. Particularly if you old school, when you yeah. your, your parents couldn't buy your glasses all the time, so you end up going to school. You have to tape one of them arms back on, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. your glasses look like they're gonna fall off your nose, but you you had to tape for hell. You couldn't see otherwise. So you look right. like a fool sit, sitting there in the classroom with this big old wad of tape. You know, and of course it would never hold because it was worse in the summertime. Because as soon as that uh, that adhesive on that tape started to melt because of the heat, now your glass is sitting on your face sideways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got I was so embarrassed as a kid with them glasses on my face, but I don't remember a time when I didn't wear glasses. Okay. I can't go back that far. As far back as I can remember, I wore glasses. So when they came out with the contact lenses, you know, and I could afford them because when they first came out, like so many other things, they were unaffordable. Yeah. And they used to pop out of people's eyes because they didn't have the soft lenses. They only had the hard lenses. Right. Okay. So... I can give you horror stories with the glasses, but I, I I'm just I'm just gonna say I was so happy when they came out with the soft lenses. All right, and then they made them affordable, yeah. so that meant I could come out of glasses for the first time, and I could go get an assortment of shades that I always wanted to wear, and I couldn't wear them because I already got these glasses sitting on my face. So you know. uh, Man, I, it was, you can't imagine, family, unless you wore glasses, uh, how cool it was to be able to go and just pick out different pairs of shades to 
accent whatever it is you want to accent your clothing or you might want to feel cool one day so you went got you a, some light shades to accent your cool you know some people are never right. comfortable with people looking in their eyes so right. you go get the shades you know and it would make people comfortable feel more self-confident there's a variety of reasons of why people wear shades all right. So a lot of people don't uh, want you to see that they high. That that too, yep. <laughs> but I have to be honest, with me it was for uh, aesthetic reasons. Yeah. You know, I just wanted different colors. Um cuz you know, I used to wear even with my glasses back in the day, I would get them tinted. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I never wore you know, once I could, I was able to afford my own glasses. I never wore clear glasses. I always had my glasses tinted. Um, so I would get them tinted rose. I think it was rose C, right? Uh, and that just made everything much better. All right, uh, and it made the girls cooler too, because now you got mm-hmm. your prescriptions on, and if they were. If you had bad eyes, it didn't look so bad. It didn't look like you had Coke bottles sitting up there on your face. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a variety of reasons. Uh, uh, anyway, but that just gives you but, uh, a good... But isn't it... Go ahead, Beth. When you look in the eyes, it looked like the universe, too. You know? The, yes. Yeah. And, that's because and that's the what they really part, represent. And then the black part is the is the black hole. Yes. How you can go to different dimensions. You go through that black hole, that black part of your eye. That's right. That's no different from your third eye. Mm-hmm. Okay. These two eyes are the two witnesses. All right, the Christians will understand what I'm talking about. These are the two witnesses that are spoken of. But remember, that's right. Thine eye must become single. That's when you open your third eye. That's the coming forth of God. That's what you got in the cosmos. We dealt with that back a few years ago, okay? Yeah. With the two thieves manifesting out there. In the in that nebula, the, what they call the hourglass nebula, and it's still changing to this day, family. All right, but that just gives you um, a more well-rounded understanding of the eye itself, and we could take it even further. But you know that we dealt with that back in the day with the eye and and the various components and how it works and you know, the reflecting of light and, and the different cones, cones that are in the eye. And it's like a transmitter. It, as a matter of fact, not like a transmitter. It is a transmitter of light to mm-hmm. various parts of your body. It is because every, yeah, every, every line is connected to an organ. That is correct. It's a different different parts of your body. That's right. And that's why they say 
under supervision, uh, if you look at the sun for a certain amount of time as it's coming up early in the morning, uh, you can look at it without uh, harming your eyes, and it regenerates the organs in your body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, and the other thing that's affected by the sun tremendously is the soil, right? Because the sun replenishes the soil. It basically regenerates this battery that we call the earth. And you can plug yourself into that battery, taking your shoes off, putting your feet into the dirt, and it too has regenerative properties. Yeah. I forget what they they call that. They, uh, call, it er, they uh, call it earthing. Earthing. Yes, that's that's one term for it. That is correct. Okay. There's another term that I can't think of, but that one is a good one. Okay. Uh, so let's go back to this main character uh, in the Watchmen called Dr. Manhattan. And of course, we went straight to Wikipedia as a source just to see what they had to say. And of course, they had a lot to say. We don't take it as the only source, but we just take it as a source because Wikipedia should always be scrutinized. I have to always say that when I deal with that. But sometimes you'll you'll go to Wikipedia and because something hasn't had a lot of scrutiny, they'll give you some good information. But when something gets scrutinized, man, Wikipedia will wipe stuff uh, off their different sites and all kind of stuff because it's run by the intelligence community, as usual. Anyway, here's what they say about Dr. Manhattan. They say the Watchmen series has been noted for addressing metaphysical issues and questions. Dr. Manhattan being the primary exponent. Uh, he's used as an example of a post-human God. A post-human God. Okay? That means the God of the future. That means the people who are in control, which the Watchmen series addresses, but you have to be aware enough to understand that they're addressing it. And I'm talking about the technocracy, the people who are trying to usher in this post-human God construct, okay, with AI serving as a God, okay, the AI church. Check the check the word, A I. Family. With the A and the I, both representing the same letter, they have the same origin. The A and the I have the same origin. All right, family. If you break the I open. You got the A. All right. What you do is take the top 
crossing of the eye and drop it down to the middle once you split the eye open. Now you got the A. And we went and dealt with that in the, uh, what was it? Uh, The metaphysics of the alpha, beta, numeric system. The origin of the alphabet and numbers. We went through all of that. That's in the archives. All right. And then you come up on the middle of the alphabet and you get the M and the N again. Uh, with the beginning, the A, when you got the M and the N, that means man surrounded by the M and the N, uh, water, the, the feminine. Both the M and the N represent water. Okay. Anyway, yeah. what about I'm going w? back into the W does as well. All of those ways, the V as well. And that's why uh, those letters uh, have a particular manifestation uh, of words representing the feminine energy. The woman, the vagina, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the water they say uh, emotions too, and we're supposed to be emotional. That is correct. No question about it. With the with the moon. That's right. You on it, Bill? <laughs> I, I hope the family took all that in because she's right on the money. Okay. But now, the writer who I haven't mentioned, there are two writers in terms of the origin of uh, the Watchmen. Uh, and wow, for some reason, I'm, I'm running a book. Well, one of them, let me see if I can. I well, see we, we'll come across it again. Alan, Alan, I'm sorry, Ben. Alan Moore. Alan Moore. Yeah, we know. Right. Uh, the other one is the one that's escaping me. I know about Alan Moore. But there's okay. a, uh, his name is Gibbons. His name is Gibbons. And we'll come Gibbons. to it. We'll come to it. Yeah. Gibson, you're not. But at, oh, that's the artist. But we'll come to it as we go along. Uh, it's not that important. Okay. We just want to give credit to both of them. But Alan Moore was the type of guy that he didn't want to become involved in trivializing his work by putting it up on the screen. And so for a long time, uh, that book, The Watchmen, was considered the kind of book that could not be made into a movie because it was too intricate. Mm. And so he didn't want to participate in anything having to do with a comic book or movies, right? And as a matter of fact, he wouldn't accept no money uh, back when they did the movie in 2009. He basically outlined specific charities or whatever that he wanted the money to go towards. He wouldn't accept the money for it. Okay? They say Moore, talking about Alan Moore, he sought to delve into nuclear physics and quantum physics in constructing Dr. Manhattan. He believed that a character living in a quantum universe would not perceive time from a linear perspective. And I agree with that. Okay? And that's interesting because, as we always know, white people are linear. 
whereas black people tend to be circular, okay, in that their computer system is based on, well, for a long time it was based on linear uh, equations, all right? That's changing now with black input, I might add. But they're changing, too, with black input. (laughs) Again, I find the irony in all of this just, it's awesome to me. They say, uh, more believe that a character living in in a quantum universe would not perceive time from a linear perspective. And again, we've talked about time and what we perceive as time uh, being in error, okay? And I found a lot of errors in how they put or how they brought Dr. Manhattan, okay, to the screen. A lot of errors, contradictions. We'll talk about them as we go along because that's what 2020, 2020 is going to uh Highlight the contradiction Okay It's going to be a lot of trauma And emotion that come from those contradictions I'm talking about uh, The level of of Criminality That's been going on in this country For a long time It just started to break open Toward the tail end of 2019 It's going to be exposed in 2020 All right just as we said in 2016. So now, they say Moore also wanted to avoid creating an emotionless character like Spock from Star Trek. So Dr. Manhattan retained human habits, okay, to grow away from them and humanity. All right, that's why Dr. Manhattan uh, uh, falls in love with several women. All right, matter of fact, he left one white girl to go to another white girl. All right, so he may have been blue, but man, he had, uh, his libido was still working fine. All right, as a matter of fact, We'll come to this later on. In the television version, uh, the white girl that he fell in love with in the movie is in the HBO version. Okay? And there's a scene in the original, in the movie, where he's making love to her with about four hands all over. Okay? And as a man, I can tell you, uh, depending on who you're working with, sometimes you wish you had four hands. (laughs) So you can grab this and hold that and squeeze this, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Well... <laughs> well, he's making love to her in one uh manifestation of himself while he's in 
two or three other places at the same time, she realizes and gets pissed off. Okay. Because okay. she wants him all to herself, but he in there doing experiments while he making love to her at the same time. Mm. Because there is no time with him. He's everywhere. And I, it was just cool how he was talking to her in the present while he was talking to her her grandfather in the past and telling her in the present what yes what he was saying to her in the past okay now that's part of your meta vision family okay so now so he still got them human qualities but he's supposed to grow out of them all right. Uh, and if he's everywhere at the same time, he not only knows what's going to happen, but now he should be able to facilitate what will happen. That's one of the contradictions because he does at times and he doesn't at times. He ends the Vietnam War, right, by killing a bunch of Vietnamese, facilitating Richard Nixon's removal of the 22nd Amendment family that allowed Nixon to serve multiple terms, way more than two. I think Nixon served five or six terms. That's in the movie, not the TV version. Okay? So, and you have to ask yourself, was then if, if that's true, was Nixon the bad guy? Or did he run afoul of the Chosen? Because remember, they called Nixon talking in the White House, I'm going to quote him, about them damn Jews. Now you know why Nixon was watergated. Yeah. By two intelligence folks. Okay? Yeah. Uh had nothing to do with what they said. All right. Had everything to do with him gaining control of the currency from them. All right? And and removing the gold and the silver putting on wage and price controls and tying the dollar to oil with the creation of OPEC. All right? Piss them people off. Piss the chosen one, huh? Absolutely. Just like somebody we got today who was an admirer of Nixon's. That's right. None other than Orange Man family. All right. Uh, with the same people 
at him now because they were on their way to uh, urban removal, literally, removing black people from the equation. Because I'm telling you, ain't nobody hate black people more than Hillary Clinton. She has disdain for black people. All right? So just stay tuned, as we said three years ago, for her and Obama Jr. I'm talking Michelle. They ain't going nowhere. Just stay tuned, family. And they're going to lose their ass off. All right? Ain't nobody going to be the orange man. Anyway, let me go on. Uh, Gibbons, the other uh, author, he wanted to select when, wait, okay, I I missed the point. They say Moore was unsure if D.C., the comic people, would allow the creators to depict the character as fully nude. Okay? Uh, Gibbons wanted to select when frontal shots or full frontal shots would occur and give give him understated genitals like a classical Greek or Roman structure family. Now, in the new version, ain't no uh, understated genitals, right? The black god is packing family. And you know them white boys loving every minute of it. All right? You get full frontal in the television series. In the movie, you get full frontal, but it's always at a distance. All right? But you got uh, frontal nudity in the movie and the television series. And the sister there that plays uh, Angela, was she in a television series before? I don't know. Maybe uh, one of the family. I think he was. Yeah, because uh, Tutmo said he just couldn't see himself watching her in this uh, HBO series because he he still views her from a television series. Hmm. But I got I got to say, yeah, two two seven, whatever that is. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Thanks, brother Derek. Yeah, Regina King. Thanks, Brother Derek. Yeah, Regina yeah. King. I didn't know who she was. I've never seen her. Uh, I don't know what else she's been in because she's so obscure to me. So, uh, uh, she, she was in Show Me the Money. Okay, I don't even recall that. Oh, okay. Was it a comedy or something? No, it was Tom Cruise. Uh, and, uh, oh, okay. Gooding, Gooding something. 
Cuba Gooding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Derek says she was an enemy of the state, too. Wow. Okay, Will Smith. Yeah. She's Will Smith's <laughs> wife. Okay, well, let me oh, say this okay. about... Yeah, I don't recall that either. Because uh, <clears throat> to me, all Will Smith movies are forgettable. Anyway, that's just my own personal opinion. Um, mm-hmm. Let me say this about her. Here's why I like her. Although I had problems with her, every other word come out of her mouth was cursing. I couldn't quite figure mm-hmm. that out. Why was why was that necessary? Okay. Now, what? Go ahead, Bill. No, I'm saying you said every word came out. They 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 got her doing that in the movie, right? Yeah. Okay. But beyond that, I mean, I got past all that with her. But it was just, you okay. know, the white women don't do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway, here's what I found interesting about this sister. She's a very plain-looking sister. Mm-hmm. Very plain. Okay? Nothing outstanding. No humongous booty. Uh, no uh, inordinate breast size. Uh, but I found her that plainness to be quite sexy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, the, she's the normal sister. That's what she looked like. Uh, that's the only way I can explain it. And uh, the use of the cursing just made her even more hood. <laughs> if I can use that. So I found that quite appealing. You know, the pretty girl, she always going to get some attention. Right. But it's that, it's that, that down home, plain and simple, I'm just going to be me. That's, that woman, to me, was always the sexy woman to me. That's just that's just me, family. Okay? Right. She ain't got to put on a whole ton of makeup and all that kind of stuff. That don't, just for me, that ain't, you know. And in this age where everything got to be sticking out somewhere, I didn't find nothing sticking out on her. It's her personality. That's what's important. So for her to get that role, she had to be good at her reading. All right. Oh yeah, she had a lot I, of good. Yeah, but she's not the she's not the prototypical. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. she she looks ordinary, very ordinary. But man. Anyway, I'm gonna go ahead on because I'm about to say something I'm, I might regret. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I just found her to be ordinarily sexy. You know, just she looked like a black woman. I put it like that. Now, and she sounded like a black woman, even when she was talking to all them white people. She sounded mm-hmm. like a black woman. Now. They say, so uh, they showing you 
all of this this frontal nudity in the in both the series and the movie. Then they go on to say, Manhattan's forehead is marked with the atomic structure of hydrogen. That's the point in the circle that she uh, is given by him. He entrusts her with his spiritual nature, his God for. Okay? And if you didn't know that, you would think that he was some soft brother. No. They were showing you the power of love and what the power of love uh, has the power to do. All right? Because if you're just watching the, the, the series, you think that she was the man in the house. She was wearing the pants. No. They were comfortable with each other. Very comfortable. Because once she realized that this guy was really Dr. Manhattan. Because when he came to her, she was in a bar having a beer. He picks up a mask off the street, walks into the bar, and begins to tell her who she is and where she's going and what's going to happen between them. And, of course, she's sitting there like a normal sister, and she's saying, this mother got to be out of his mind. So she tells him that they're going to have some children. She's going to invite him to dinner. She's going to kick him out the house and a whole host of other things that all happen. So then he tells her that he's really Dr. Manhattan come back to earth. All right. And so he tells her how he feels about her. So now it's decided that he wants to stay on the planet. So in order for him to stay on the planet, he has to have another body. Once he takes off his mask and show her that he's really Dr. Manhattan, she asks him to do some things and he tells her. He even points to the fact that he wasn't living on Mars where he was allegedly uh, uh, outcast to, where he sent himself to, but he really is on Europa. And while on Europa, he creates humanity in the form of Adam and Eve a white boy and a white girl, right? Who he saw as a little boy making love uh, and they caught him and gave him a Bible and told him to read it when he got the chance. So as he grows up and he has this accident, that's still in his head. Okay? So now he's Dr. Manhattan he feels sad about what he did to Vietnam because he still has human quality. So he outcast himself to Europa. And while there, he creates 
the whole biblical story about Adam and Eve, but he does it on Europa. I found that interesting too. Europe, Europa. Mm-hmm. Wow. <clears throat> and oh, it's just it's just mind blowing, Bear. We'll get to all that later on. I'm just adding those little things because this is the conversation that he's having with her in the bar. She takes him to a morgue so he can manifest himself into a human and so he can express his love for her through a human because he's a god. So they're looking at the bodies in the morgue. And they come across, you know, they check three white boys. You know, I'm just, I ain't feeling none of that. But then the brother, they come to his body and he just happened to fall dead. They don't know why he just died. So that's how he became a black man. That's how Dr. Manhattan became a black human. But when he switched back to Dr. Manhattan, he still looked like the black man. Okay? Later on in the series. All right? Mm -hmm. So he entrusts her at that point with his God essence. And that's a lesson for all of us who are in long-term relationships. Because anytime you're in a long-term relationship, that's pretty much what you're doing. Okay? And vice versa. That's what is really supposed to happen. I know people who've been together for Decade on top of decade on top of decade. And you would almost think that they're sister and brother instead of husband and wife. I know people like that. They start to look alike. That is correct. Act alike everything. Okay? But they're so much into each other that they don't allow outside stuff to come between them. Um, I don't know about nobody else, but I would always, you know, those circumstances in my life, uh, just like other people, but I would have killed for that. Okay. Literally. Now his name, uh, when he was a little white boy was John Osterman. Okay. And as a little boy, <clears throat> Escaping Nazi Germany, uh, he wanted to follow in his daddy's footsteps, okay? So his father was a watchmaker. So they say here that, uh, but when the U.S. dropped the atomic bomb on Hiroshima, his father forced him to work towards studying nuclear physics. The incident represents the turning point in John's future and foreshadows Manhattan's exterior perception of time as predetermined and all things within it as so determined, including Manhattan's emotions. Okay? Time as predetermined. Now, 
they say with a Ph.D. in atomic physics, he moves to a research base at Gila Flats, where experiments uh, concerning intrinsic fields of physical objects, which, if tampered with, result in their disintegration. He meets Janie Slater, and they become lovers. One day, Janie's wristwatch is broken, which John promises to fix. Then shortly after that, John discovers he's left the repaired watch in his lab coat inside one of them intrinsic field test chambers. So while John is inside, the door to the chamber closes and locks. Researchers are are unable to open the door or override the countdown, and John's body is torn to pieces from the force of the generator. In the following months, strange events and apparitions occur at the research base because John is progressively reforming himself during this time. First, he is a disembodied nervous system, including the brain and eyes. Then as a circulatory system. Then as a partially uh, muscled skeleton. Until finally, John reappears as a tall, hairless, naked, blue-skinned man. So, John, of course, becomes a pawn of the government. And he's given the code name Dr. Manhattan, referencing the Manhattan Project. And he's also given a costume that he really don't like to wear. But by the end of the 1970s, he refuses to wear anything except during mandatory public appearances. Manhattan's presence tips the balance of the Cold War in the West's favor. And the U.S. foreign policy becomes more militaristic as a result. At Nixon's request, he secures victory in Vietnam within three months which allows Nixon to repeal the 22nd Amendment and serve up to five terms. Manhattan's presence exacerbates the situation between Russia and the United States, and it builds towards disaster. The entire plot of the Watchmen occurs during the countdown to a potential nuclear war between the United States and Russia. Now, keep in mind, family, he has the power to neutralize all nuclear weapons, but he doesn't. The question is why, or why not? The same with Vietnam. He already knows past, present, and future. So why does he have to kill a bunch of people? And there are other incidents that take place, all right, that really, for me, nah, I, I, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't get beyond the contradictions and what they were trying to feed me. Anyway, they say Manhattan spends much of his time conducting research. He's single-handedly responsible for the shift to electric-powered vehicles. And Adrian Vedic credits him 
with causing a huge leap forward in science and technology. Adrian Vedic becomes his chief rival. He is one of the superheroes, okay, uh, that are predominant in the 50s and 60s but become outlawed in the movie version. They all wear masks, okay? Uh, we'll get to explaining some of them because it's extremely important because that's what the movie, I mean, the TV series is really based upon. All right. Uh, but it goes deeper than that because Lou Gossett's character, Will, he actually got that character from the original cowboy, black cowboy, that will subsequently become the Lone Ranger on TV in the 50s. That was originally a black man in the West, who was a sheriff. We'll come to that later on as well. So, yes, you can see, family, a lot of twists and turns in this thing, okay? Uh, even the the clan, uh, the, the lynchings, yes, his name was, uh, I forget, I didn't get that name. Yeah, his name was Bass Reeves. And so, Will... Lou Gossett, her grandfather, takes his name and wants to be him because he saw him because his mother used to play the piano in the movie theater uh, in the 1920s, okay, or early 1900s, when as a little boy he would go there and uh, wheel bass, Or Bass Reeves, I meant Bass Reeves. Uh, see, I'm getting some of these names mixed up. I ain't got no script family. This is off the top of my head. Um, so that's his hero. He wants to be a, a policeman, a sheriff. And he becomes one as an adult. This is after his family is part of the massacre in Tulsa in 1921. He still wants to be a policeman because he believes that the law is the ultimate authority to facilitate proper change. And that's my philosophy, okay? But even I had to come to the conclusion 30 years ago, based on my research, that there is no law. There's only selective prosecution. And that's what you see playing out today. And the only way that law can become the predominant force is for people to go to jail. Meaning high-profile people in government and media and the intelligence community got to have their asses locked up. Now, I think that's what 2020 is going to, believe, going to bring. If that doesn't happen, this country will soon fall within two years. Okay? That's when the authoritarian Trump comes out of the woodwork. That will be in his second term. Because everybody 
and I do mean everybody, everybody is aware that the Bidens are criminals. The Clintons are criminals. Barack Obama enabled the criminality. Uh, the head of the CIA, FBI, all criminals. Many of the chosen people have facilitated the criminality. They are behind the criminality. Uh, by the way, 60 Minutes can't tell me a damn thing about Epstein. Family. Are they, do- they doing something on Epstein? They just did yesterday. When you get a chance, oh. pull it up. They showed okay. his neck. No blood on the so-called uh, toilet paper that he hung himself with. But right. look at his neck. Okay? Now, the question becomes, who gave the order and who carried it out? I said that the orders came from the royal family, who themselves are the chosen undercover. Okay? Because they didn't want that pedophile son, Andrew, to go to jail. Now we find out that Ghislaine Maxwell is under guard in Israel. Well, what a surprise. Right. That's what the scuttlebutt is. Go ahead, babe. You want to say something? Uh, I was saying Andrew, not the only one. Of course not. It runs in their family. Right. As we already went through, okay? But anyway, they go on here to say uh, that meeting the Crime Busters group, Dr. Manhattan becomes attracted to Lori Jaspizic. Okay, now that's she was a she was the daughter of a earlier superhero woman, okay, who had long legs and you know black hair and she winked and and Dr. Manhattan winked. Now, that's in the original movie. In the HBO series, she's now with the FBI in charge of trying to find out who hung the sheriff, okay, the sheriff uh, who basically was in charge of all the police in Oklahoma, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, of which Angela was one of them, and she was perhaps his closest friend, but we come to find out that he was a member of the secret society uh that will subsequently change its name from, uh, uh, see, I'm, I got all these names and no notes. I, I should know better. Uh, uh, <laughs> from the Cyclops, okay, under uh, her grandfather, Lou Gossett, they were called the Cyclops. Then they changed their names in the 40s and 50s. Um, and they all began, all of the, the, the secret society began to wear masks themselves. So the police are wearing masks to hide their identity because the secret society is sworn to kill them all. Okay? I hope I get, I'm not mixing all this stuff up. I hope the family can still follow me with this. 
that's why it's, it was important for everybody to watch the series, okay? Because there, there are more twists and turns in that thing than a bag of pretzels, family. I mean, just twists and turns everywhere. So it was very difficult to keep the storylines in place because they constantly switching from the 1980s to 2019 to 1921. She even takes some pills. Uh, oh, I don't, I'm not going to go there yet. So now I'm going, I, I mentioned this before earlier uh, when we were talking about it, but these pills have the capacity to store your memory, your history. She takes her grandfather's memory pills and has all of his memories. Everything that he went through, she now becomes aware of. Okay? And he's deceased, right? No, he's still alive. But he's an old man. She doesn't believe that he's her grandfather until she takes these memory pills, but to accent that, she goes to this technology center, like a museum, where Skip Gates, I was pissed off then when I saw him up on this telescreen. Basically, you go there and it allows you, once you give a DNA sample, for them to basically do your history. And that's when she realized that this old man that killed her best friend, the sheriff, who was really a Klansman slash uh, Cyclops member, okay, Uh, that's played by Don Johnson, by the way, Uh, who loves the the, uh, musical Oklahoma in the movie. All right. Anyway, Lou Gossett has him as one of the Klansmen, one of the Cyclops. So he uses, Lou Gossett uses technology that the white people created by using flicker rates in the movies to hypnotize the black people to attack each other. Listen to what I'm saying, family. You go to the movies, you're watching the movie, but the movie is subliminally programming you to kill each other. The technology is produced by the Klan's people. Go ahead, Bear. So it only just targets black folks, not everybody in the movie looking at it? Okay. Yes, black people. Okay. Okay. And we got um, we got twelve minutes left, Doctor. Um, wow. Well, you know what, uh, man, I'm gonna stop right there. I'm gonna start tomorrow with uh, maybe I go through and write down some notes on what we got left, so I can keep this thing orderly. But I hope the family is following me with this. Uh, I had to watch the series three times, and I'm not done. Okay. Uh, before I came on tonight. I was watching the mm-hmm. series right up okay. until 
Okay. Mm. So, with that, Sister Bev, we'll start right there and come back tomorrow and uh, for part two of this. Okay. And uh, give out your information. Yeah, you can contact me at mccrayr9599 at yahoo.com. And you can call in at 323-642-1586, 323-642-1586, and push the number one if you'd like to uh, join the conversation. And for those of you that's listening on the Internet, in about 10 minutes, uh, you can only hear the rest of the show on the telephone. Okay, so let me open up uh, 706-202. 706. Greetings. Greetings, Sister Ben. Greetings. Uh, this is Brother, Brother Kwame from Georgia, and I've been listening. And the brother is, is really on point and understanding that what we need as far as what 2020 is really meaning, and I thank him for his information. But there was some things in which, okay, Left Eye was killed. She was leaving Dr. Sabi and the plane that she was on. That's right. That killed her. That's right. Right. It wasn't a car accident. That's yeah, right. She was leaving. She went down to Dr. Sabi to be, you know, treated for some things that were going on with her body. And That's right. The, accuracy of you know the brother dealing with the eye and I was wondering because he was saying that the left was facing north and dealing with the moon and right dealing with the south you have to face east in order for that to happen and so that's that's the direction in which you have to face in order for those things to be you know accurate and the other part Suleiman Suleiman the one that they killed it really is something that the name Suleiman really is Suleiman, which means man of peace. And interpreting mm-hmm. into English, it means Solomon. And mm-hmm. so all of this is, is by design in what they're doing. And with the global supremacy, because white supremacy, white people, were created here in 1662. Those were the indentured servants that were put over us. And they mm-hmm. created the terminology for white people because it was the Anglo-Saxon, the mm-hmm. royal families that were in control. Those are the global supremacists. And That's we right. have to understand how we utilize language in interpreting you know, what is going on, and, and you you gave some accurate knowledge, especially about dealing with the eye, you know, because yes. the eye is very important in how we see our innerverse, because yes. we have a universe which is outside, and then we have an innerverse which is that, and that's what Dr. Manhattan was, was representing in that, you know, and Regina, and it was funny that they used her because her name is Regina King. The right. king or the royal king, and and when you look at the cosmic egg, that's what she was ingesting. The that's right. Egg, because the woman carries in the human genome, the gene she carries the mitochondria DNA, and the black woman is the origin of humankind. That that's what they're researching now and and bringing to the forefront 
in the Human Genome Project because when you spell genome, it says G-E-N-O-M-E, G-N-O-M-E, because white people right. know they're not there. That's what Francis Quest Wilson was constantly telling us. They're just a recessive gene. They're a defective. They're an aberrant child. We are yes. the original because the planet is more color than absent of color. That's yes. why they use threat and power to spill blood because woman releases lifeblood. And mm-hmm. when you look at the egg, when the sperm meets the egg, they've now proven in science that it illuminates and that becomes your universal enlightenment of oneness. Yes. I've often pointed out that it's a biological equivalent of a nuclear explosion. Right. When it, when it hits, because it's the, I think it's the magnite that's with some, the chemical that's within the egg when the sperm reaches it. And the only sperm that will reach it is the one that is illuminated. That that's right. The sperm that release the one which is illuminated when it enters in there and enters into the womb and touches that egg that sparks that, that egg's transformation, or they call it the black dot, the universe within begins. That's right. You're right on it, my brother. All right. I, I, can, I can't add nothing to that. <laughs> yes, sir. That's right on the money. Yeah. Thank so, you, caller. Uh, thank you. Unless Dad. you got some more. Okay. No, I, I mean, right. I'm, 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 I'm very much, you know, and a student of this, and the, for me okay. is is the part, and it's the other thing that we have to look at when he was talking about law and saying that there was no law, it was just criminality, because the three things that it took to begin this this process of enslavement is the same three things that are used right now today in our community. Mm-hmm. To keep us in that, and the three things would be guns, alcohol, mm-hmm. and cloth. If mm-hmm. you look at that, was what the slave trade began with: trading guns and using rum, and alcohol and drugs is that. But is also when you were talking about, and it was very pointful when you gave the part of Nixon in the time of him in office after. He got elected. Was in the fifty. That's when the greenback went from the greenback to the "In God We Trust" that was printed That's in the right. dollar in 1957. And the really the God and you said it is gold, oil, and drugs. The natural resources yep. of the land is what they were under control and taking from all the other that is cool. on the world. Because it it's. The conspiracy of three hundred talks about it, and also the the grand chess game, and they yeah, all that's have uh, design. That's uh man, I forgot man. See that now you really reaching back in my head with the uh the conspiracy of three hundred. Is that at Ralph Epperson? Right. Yeah, I, man, that's taking me way back. <laughs> but you're absolutely correct. Yes, sir. Yeah. So excellent comments, my brother. And I'm, I'm keep sharing the knowledge, and you know we needed to see that because since they showed that movie, they have done the research now and found the mass graves, and they're going to excavate them come spring. And yeah. In that part, 
that they only said it was so many hundred, and then they start searching through uh, radio, what a radar technology, and found that there are masses of bones and and people that that wasn't counted. They had massive graves, and this is what happened with you know the part of Oklahoma. Oklahoma only means it's a, a native word means red land. And the west right. side of the Mississippi is where they began. We didn't get the 40 acres because they didn't want us economically stable because land is the basis of any economics. That's why right. they gave the people the land rush. They gave millions of acres that part of going into Oklahoma for them to establish white territories. Interesting. Well, you know what? I have a personal experience with Oklahoma that I'll never forget. Uh, yeah. And I've experienced racism, uh, uh, you know, on, on a scale like most black people. OK, but coming through Oklahoma, I was on my way to a national, I forget, event. We were driving and uh, it was in Dallas. Uh, I recall Ashford and Simpson was the lead groups. This is back in the middle 90s. We had to go through Oklahoma. We we're going to stop there overnight. And uh on our way back after we attended the event, um, we stopped at this little restaurant because we were a little hungry. And um, me and my partner went in, and me and Brother Mike, uh, my companion throughout all them years, uh, wherever I went, Mike was with me. So he can attest to this story. Uh, we ordered a pizza. And man, it was like over an hour. So we went back into the restaurant and asked what the deal was. I went in because Mike came back out, as I recall, to tell me he was still waiting. So I'm wondering what's taking so damn long for this pizza. And we didn't realize that we were uh, the recipients of the kind of racism that wasn't supposed to exist, allegedly, in the 90s. Of course, it's black. We know because we wear that every day. We wear the mask, right? Right. So we know what it's all about. Okay? And that was uh, right. What happened was the owner got pissed off at his employees who wouldn't serve us and personally gave us the pizza, as I recall, without us having to pay for it. At that time, I was reluctant to even eat it coming from them because they ain't no telling what they would do to it. Go ahead, my brother. Right. And and you're you're very much correct because right, it's still alive and well. You know, yes. I'm looking at what, what Mississippi is where I was born. And this the whole state of Mississippi's prison system is on lockdown because of their killing and That's right. allowing them to riot and do the things that you know, this is why the 13th Amendment was written in, because slavery was never really ended. Ended. The thing That's was right. that they emancipate in Latin means transfer. So only right. thing they did was is transfer ownership from the South to the central corporate headquarters, which <laughs> is D.C. <laughs> and, and transferring that ownership because they do what? They make the law. And in them using the law, they said neither slavery nor indentured servitude, except if you're duly convicted of a crime. That's right. That's where you had the the Jim Crow. That's right. 
the black code, but now what we're having with the techno spiritual attack, and you would right on with the algorithms and the code, mm-hmm. is we now have the new Jim Code, C O D E, because yeah. they're creating racist programs and algorithms that are geared to attack that which looks like us. That's right. The difference this time is there's assistance by black people in the political yeah. arena. Well, I mean, we we did more with less when we came out and we had seats in the Senate and the Congress and they made a deal to get us out of that part because we were bringing about a change that they did not want to see happen. Because That's right. this is why in, in, in eight, uh, 1662 is when they created white people and they wrote the indentured servants that they could bear arms and patrol and police us. And that's why you were key on when you were talking about the policing, because that's all it was, is was the overseers are now the, the overseers are now the officers that are in, in the, the government, because every senator, every congressman is an officer of the, the, the federal system of judicial. That's right. And when you talked about marijuana and the states, because every dispensary that opens, you cannot put money from a marijuana dispensary into a, a bank. Because uh, it's, it's a trap, my brother. And the government is a trap. You know, and the That's what it are, is. Are, are, right. And, but the thing of it is, is like you said, there are no seeds there because they've now created a hybrid. And they did this in Mississippi because Mississippi... The University of Mississippi is the only place in America that the the DEA has allowed for them to grow specifically for them to control the marijuana and see and experiment what they can do with it in order, once they put it onto the market, now they have a new additive because it's hybrid. Yes. You know, I saw this in Colorado with a friend of mine that, that was growing his, and, and they make sure you got all kind of hybrids, and you're growing it in water, not in the natural. And hemp is the THC that, that everybody now is looking. But this is a new, like you said, there's sweet potato flavor and all of these flavors, these additives yep. and chemicals that they're putting in there. Is like what the undertakers say when they had their convention. We don't have to embalm anybody because they got enough preservative and additives in their bodies that we don't have to embalm you. <laughs> I, I warn everybody, my brother, again, you're right on it. Ain't nothing I can add to that. <laughs> yep. Thank you, caller. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Bill. Excellent comments. Okay. Excellent comments, Baba. That's right on. <laughs> no doubt about it. All righty. We're going to go to um, 336-350. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. Thank Sister, I, I thought I was going to cross over before you called me over. I'm like, wait a minute. Don't let me leave here until I Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Look, I've already had a shot. Brother Kwame, I could kiss your feet. Just, just make sure that they're clean. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Brother Robert X... I see why I came to the planet 
with my name is Robert Lee, okay? Oh, this is just too much. L- let me tell you, Brother Kwame, I have to have a, a reasoning with you and Brother Robert X. I don't even know where to begin. I know the time is short, but I please, I need to be able to, for you gentlemen, to walk me through this. A lot of this, for the past couple of days, things have been coming to me in dreams. My dad is from Oklahoma. He was a part of Black Wall Street. Bass wow. Reed when, when I'm not I'm not BSing you by the freeway, okay? Now mm-hmm. my one of my husbands who's still on this side, his last name is Payne. He's out of North Carolina. My wait, cousin wait, wait. On, You said it, you said one of your husbands? One yes. Okay, let me hurry up okay. because I'm gonna okay. lose my train of thought. Okay, Go wait ahead, a minute. Guys. <laughs> on on two thousand six two two thousand six in a dream, Napoleon Davis, um uh Chief Frank Fool's my Napoleon Davis has that T P. He's the creator of that T P in Wagner, Oklahoma that I have just been on edge because a couple of years before I even went there in the physical that TP came to me in a dream. I tell everybody that I can. Okay, my dad, Chief Frank Foolscrow, who's Lakota Sioux, one of my medicine guides, teachers, who's on the other side, and he's a Baha'i. He mm-hmm. and my dad and Napoleon Davis guided me and a few others guided me to that TP. But let me get to the point. Bass mm-hmm. Reeves came to me in some research that I was looking uh, at the cemetery for the cemetery of my people on my dad's side, the Paris and the Crawfords there in Muskogee and Wagner and Tahlequah and Hominy and Ray, Oklahoma, all of those, those communities, my family. But wait a minute. My dad would tell me about Black Wall Street his nephew, Sonny wow. Man, who is on the other side, he told me about our cousin, Laura Nelson. Laura Nelson and her son was lynched on the bridge in Okima, Oklahoma. And during the time when I went to Okima, Oklahoma, to the Historical Society, I have this on film, okay? I came across a Caucasian man who was part of jail. He was a, he was a part of the law enforcement there in Okima, Oklahoma. And would you know, his last name is Payne. My husband's last name is Payne. He, wow. he's, he's still on the planet in North Carolina. I'm, I'm not BSing you about the freeway. And, and my dad came to me a couple of days ago and he was telling me part of what you were telling me, and I couldn't follow you like I wanted to follow you. But that's not all. I have a, uh, my my daughter who came, who shocked me, who came from Georgia to visit me. Her father, my other husband, who's on the other side. I don't tell people I had all these husbands. This, this is the first time I ever really talked about Anyway, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding you, okay? Uh, uh, any, anyhow, 
He's from Albany, Mississippi, and he's mm-hmm. been coming to me in my dreams. And now here you come, Brother Kwame, talking about the doggone prison system and the marijuana. The marijuana just got legalized there in Chicago, and I'm thinking mm-hmm. like, good grief how in the hell can i put all of this together because i don't know what you and brother kwame knows all i know is my one of my husbands from the other side my daughter's dad my 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 uh dad and and uh, the, uh napoleon davis uh laura nelson all of this has a connection and and brother robert x did you not say that uh, the, it was a woman. Please tell me, I didn't hear this correctly. It was a woman that launched Blackwater bombing. Did I hear you say that? No, you you misheard. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I'm like, am I tripping? I haven't. Had, I don't smoke gunji, and I know he did. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you. Okay. That's all right. If we look. We allow simple oversights. No, no harm, no oh. foul. Oh, oh, okay. You uh, only right. got us. I'm well, just sitting here fascinated, fascinated by the history because I know uh, people like uh, Brother Mayo is still there in Oklahoma. And I know he has talked about some of his family history there in Oklahoma. And if my memory serves me correct, uh, uh, Brother Ramon. Uh, I've been some talking to Brother Ramon. I've been begging. I've been begging people, even L.A. Davis, who has land there in Taft, Oklahoma, right up the street from that TP. No one is listening to me. That TP that was created by Napoleon Davis, like Brother Kwame knows a whole lot. I'm not giving you the big head, Brother Kwame, but it's just fat. Anyway, that TP was schematically created for professors, the people who were like you guys, to come and teach the way that TP is put together, at least it was in 206, the Mexican who has control, and I think it's just symbolic that it's a Mexican that that has control of that TP. He's taken a lot of those artifacts, those schematics down, and I even have some of the plaques Well, the little sister has some of the plaques. I don't have them anymore. I passed them to, to her. I don't know what she done with them, but I was able to get some of them out and take them to mm-hmm. uh, the cabin in Virginia that Napoleon mm-hmm. Davis created with his historical information on it. And Brother Ramon found the picture of Napoleon Davis sitting in that teepee with those plaques in the background back in the day and nobody's listening because that tp is set on a land a piece of land schematically it is a vortex and it is connected to chicago it is connected to mount shasta it is connected to this temple out here 
that the family there in Chicago and 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 uh, their their mom their their brother got blown up twenty minutes from here back in mm-hmm. the day at the temple. All of this is connected in in and even with bass reeds. And I don't know what to do with this, but just I mean, you you have you and Brother Kwame, especially you, Brother Robert X. You have this. I just saw my dad just told me this in a dream, and my daughter just came, and I'm like, what the hell? Am I going crazy (laughs) or or what? No, you know, you gone within, goddess. 2020 is going to offer all of us. It's going to offer all of us the opportunity to go a little bit deeper in Zen because 2020 is going to deal with the vision that's going to allow for all of us to internalize, okay, internalize through the acquisition of this light and knowledge that's going to allow all of us to see things we never saw before. I said well, this. That's what he I said, said sir. That's what he said. And my well, daughter's Earth Day was the fourth. But I'll be quiet. I just need to have a reasoning, be, so I don't have to end up in Butner or Twenty Fourth and Van Buren, or I don't know what the God is. God is. Stay where yeah. you are, metaphysically or spiritually. We are all coming. Okay, just stay where you are. You right where you <laughs> need to be. Oh. Yes, thank sir. you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sister. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, let me see where we at. Where we at here? Hold on. Okay. 304-906. 304. Hotel, Sister Bev. Hotel, brother. Hotel. Hotel family. Hey, I just gotta make this real quick. Hey, um, Sister Bear, do you see Eddie's number anywhere? Eddie, let me see. Is okay, you on? Yeah, I think that why you want me to open this line up? Yeah, I got a quick question Thank for him. You, okay, I think this is Eddie. Seven seven three eight nine five. I get him and Derek mix mix up. Seven seven three eight nine five. Nope. Is this Eddie or Derek? Is Derek? Derek. How are y'all doing this? I don't think Eddie on here. All right, it ain't no problem. Brother, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to get off. You know, uh, 2012, um, excuse me, um, 2018, on uh, December the 18th, I bought Eddie's book. I just went back over that. Mm-hmm. And oh, wait a minute. 50. This might be Eddie. Hold on. Wait a minute. 708-829. Is this Eddie? Yep. Greetings, okay, Sammy. How's it going? What's going on, brother? Greetings, Eddie. All right. I don't know if, I don't know if you remember because you haven't spoken about your book in a while. If you have, I haven't heard it. But you know, I went back over at the last um, after last week after you explained the 9-11 to me, after I got mm-hmm. off or whatever, and I went back through the book, and literally everything – that brother X is getting into, you know, the brother they're called, it's in your book. I don't know if you know that from page 59 on up. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know that. I can't even make, make this up. And you actually gave it on, gave it to me because you personally, you know, handwritten it on 12, 18, 15, which equals to 9. I'm just going to leave it there. 
and y'all have y'all have a good evening. Definitely, <laughs> I, I, I can't I can't make this up. You know, seeing the nine eleven, brother, seeing the numbers <laughs> that way, and how he has it in the book, it's just. It, it, and then you doing now. Keep in mind the series of the Watchmen. I went back and watched the movie, but you know I watched the series. I, I followed everything you said. It didn't dawn on me what the point in the circle was because I thought of the target sign or the reverse. If you put the target sign over top of the Walmart sign, it's the same. You see what I'm saying? Uh, you just... Yes. That's okay. either Albert Mackey. I was studying uh, in the Masonic Lodge at the time. You'll find the best information either from Albert Mackey or Albert Church Ward. So if you get the opportunity, just Google pointing in the circle. Albert forward slash Albert Mackey or Albert Church Ward. I forget which one. I appreciate it, brother. Like I said, I'm gonna get off. Yes, I'm gonna leave it at that. I got. I know it's other people on that. Since there's gonna be other numbers you see, you just hang up on them. Anything from uh, four four three or four one zero. What you got about five lines? <laughs> I got three. I got three. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's, 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 uh, four, it's four four three eight one three. Is that you too? Yeah. Yeah, don't yeah, don't pick okay. that one up. And okay. a 410916. Okay. Uh, oh my. <laughs> <You know. laughs> okay. I, I just had to get in there. I appreciate everybody. Thank you. Well, Much yes, love. Sir. Hotel. Okay. Hotel. <laughs> okay, uh Eddie, uh you and Derek see alone. Thank you. Okay, y'all go ahead. I'm okay. I'm gonna listen and let the people talk. Okay, okay. brother Eddie. Right. I'll see you I'll see you tomorrow, man. Okay, that's for sure. Yes, okay. sir. Uh, Brother Derek? Yeah, yeah. Hey, how you doing again? Hotel, Derek. Her birthday was on the floor. Mine was the day before her, so that's interesting. Birthday? Yeah, yeah. I got an email. Well, we got an email. Two days after the first, about at work about the um the Mary Jane the marijuana, and, mm-hmm. and they stressed the issue that yeah, they were talking about the marijuana and the CBD oil used in federal government, and they made it clear that yeah, it might be legal in Illinois. We're not just in, we're not talking about just in the city, but in the state of Illinois. Yeah, it might be legal here, but if you're a federal employee and you come up in there with with that stuff in your system with a drug test, so you you're gonna lose your job. So they made that clear, but like you said, that that law, like I said, probably is set to change. Um, yeah, it has to because that's a distinct conflict of interest. Okay, you cannot right. have something that's legal subsequently be the cause of you being uh, fired or uh, penalized when you violated no law. Right, but is it now, not the I same know. thing with the gun the gun laws too? Because like I said, it's it's this all screwed up. The federal the federal government says one thing, but the state law says another thing. It's not just with this marijuana, it's with the guns. Um, ah, there's a whole bunch of shit. And that's well, why one of the things is going to happen. What about ahead, what about if those businesses are private? They can pretty much do what they want to do, right? Yeah, it's elective prosecution. That's what they're talking about. That's what you're saying. Okay, right. so if you work in the private sector, nothing is going on. You're not violating 
any of their law, any right, of their right, rules. Right, right, right. You exactly. work for the federal government because allegedly the federal government is supposed to trump state laws. But the, the pushback exactly. is many of the states are exerting states' rights, meaning that they don't necessarily give up all of their rights, their autonomous rights as a state, which is what the Republicans have been pushing for a long time, states' rights, so that they could basically outmaneuver people who were for abortion and that kind of thing. So they wanted to exert state states' rights. That's one of the things Trump's going to be pushing in his second term, to neutralize the power of the federal government over everybody. And a major bone of contention is right there in Virginia that brother was talking about earlier. And mm-hmm. that thing uh, has capacity to blow this whole country up sky high. Because the authoritarian government coming out the Democratic Party is trying to neutralize the Constitution, the governing body or the government, the document that governs all of the states and the federal government. So that's why Trump is a danger to them, because he wants to adhere to strict constitutional government. While the people, the technocrats, the technocracy want to remove the Constitution as a functioning document and replace it with United Nations constitutional edicts and laws. And this is why we have this problem with this immigration in the sanctuary cities and states, especially here in Illinois. Mayor Life basically told Trump, gave him the middle finger, I'm going to let all the immigrants and the so-called aliens here in the state of Illinois and Chicago and the government, the billionaire government prince, because they're right around each other. They tag teaming. But now watch, Derek. The people in Virginia are using that same methodology, sanctuary mm-hmm. counties, to neutralize the power of the state's government by saying, if you, in fact, observing sanctuary cities to bypass federal laws and edicts, then we are going to string you up by the same noose that you're using against the federal government by declaring ourselves sanctuary counties. Now, if you're going to... Well, Virginia was a primary component of the Civil War. No accident <laughs> that history is repeating right. itself. Okay? Right. No accident. Don't, don't, right. each, don't each state have its own constitution? Yes, but if yes. accordingly the Fed by each state forming a union cedes much of its power to the federal government, but the federal government has to follow the Constitution. That's part of the deal. The federal government now wants to attempt to throw the Constitution away. You see? That's that's what what the Democratic Party was doing. Right, right. But what that being said... Oh, Derek, you're breaking up, man. Oh, how about now? 
Can you hear okay, me? Okay, good. Yes. Yeah. But that's going to lead the states to do what they want to do. It's not necessarily in the best interest of the people. But anyway, going back to Regina King, yeah, bro, she was in a lot of movies. Um, as a matter of fact, her first movie was with John Singleton, Boys in the Hood. Then she did the movie with Tupac, um, Poetic Justice. And then she actually won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress in uh, If Bill Street Can Talk. I believe that was James Baldwin, one of James Baldwin's novels. Okay, let me I ask you, Derek. Yes, sir. In each of those movies, did she have hood mouth? Uh, in John Singleton's movies, yeah. Okay, because she still and got not hood mouth. And, 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 yeah, and not with the with the role she played in uh, Enemy of the State. She didn't have a, a hood, hood mouth then, but she was showing uh, showing a little of her body and stuff. And she had, I, I don't get into that, but no. But the first two movies, okay. oh, man, she was cut. Yeah. And she was also in another number one of John Singleton's movies, um, um, Higher Learning. Okay. And she wasn't really cussing anything like that in either. So, yeah. But like I said, it was based on what role she was playing and stuff. So, um, let me see. It was something else. Oh, going back to Marvel, Marvel Comics and these movies. You know, I don't know if you know, you heard, but they're supposed to be doing a WandaVision television series on that new Disney Plus channel for what happened. It, supposed, it wasn't supposed to be released to 2021. Now they're pushing it up to sometime this year, which I don't think is an accident, but they're still going to do okay, the what Wanda. Is that, okay, basically, it's a spinoff movie of the two characters from Avengers, Wanda, who, which is Scarlet Witch, is played by one of the Olsen twins, and Vision. He was the AI character Tony Stark and David Banner created in, I think, the second Avengers movie. Okay, Wanda, was she the one that had the, she could fly? Yes. Okay. I got you. She had the wings, yeah. Right. So and Wanda and Vision. Wanda and Vision, because they were, they were like a, a love item. They they fell in love with each yeah. other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How about thank that? You, um, thank you, Derek. Okay. Oh yeah, Tom uh, sent me a, t- a text. Yeah, Boy- Boys in the Hood. That was her first movie. Okay. Okay. Well, I I know she had hood mouth and Boys in the Hood. <laughs> but she actually started. <laughs> a, I think a TV role in two two seven. She was she was the daughter of um, what's the last name? The actress Gibbs. I forgot her first name, but she she played the maid in Marla the, the Gibbs for a long time. Marla Gibbs. Marla yeah. Gibbs. Yeah. Marla Gibbs. Yeah. All right, black and in black. Hotel. Hotel. Yep. Hotel. Okay. Yeah, I do. Hotel. I do remember Marla Gibbs, boy. Now I don't remember. She was the maid, I think, in um, uh, the Jeffersons. Yeah. That's seven, where she seven, started. Seven, Go ahead, Beth. Seven, seven, three, four, four, seven, 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 three. Hey Rob, uh, how you doing? Yes, sir. Hotel. Hey, hey, what's up, Rob? Brother Mike. Yeah. Listen, yes, sir. Uh, just to just to start quickly here, I heard uh, a couple of people uh, uh, refer to uh, something called cursing. I, I just, yep. you know, my position has been for some time that if you are using the English language, that you are being profane. 
every word, every yeah. syllable. There, there ain't no difference between F you and how you doing. As far as I'm concerned, it's all the same. You, you know, you know yeah. my philosophy on that, Mike. This ain't our language. We didn't bring it here with us, and we ain't taking it with us when we leave. Absolutely. But now you know, I had, I had, I had my experience in Oklahoma as well during the Vietnam era because I went to Fort mm-hmm. Hill, Oklahoma, for artillery school last. And mm-hmm. if, if memory serves me correct. Before I got there, when I got into Oklahoma, we stopped at a restaurant. It was about five, six, eight of us. They wouldn't even wait on anyone at the table because I was sitting at the table. I was the only so-called black person at the table. They wouldn't even wait on the table because yep. I was at the table. And then, as I spent, I think I spent maybe uh, eight weeks there. And then I, of course, had some other experiences in the town. I can't remember the name of the town. It's uh, uh, outside of, in Fort Hill, Oklahoma. But yeah, Oklahoma has, you know, it's got it's got uh, some some uh, um, in your face kind of racism. Yeah. 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 yeah it ain't like, hidden. Uh, <laughs> right, and and that's and that's the way it should be. I prefer that. I don't like that cloak and dagger racist. You know, yeah, Chicago how, racism. Yeah, and how our people are so caught up by people like Hillary Clinton, I find that absolutely amazing that people can't see the devil in that beast. I, I just find that absolutely amazing that they can't see her. You know, uh, my, and that, I think a lot of our people do. That's why she couldn't win that election in 2016. Because I heard so much pushback on her and the fact that she was laughing about bringing us to heel and locking up a million black folks. Oh, I think black, a lot of black people had a peg correctly. Unfortunately, it was people who've been tied to the Democratic Party. Okay. Uh, yeah. And again, unfortunately, because they're the, the predominant voters now among black people, the women. She was appealing directly to black women. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that's what they're still doing. They're still but doing I that know. right now. Well, a lot of those women were gay. She, she was, a lot Say, of them were the gay community. Yes. Yes, that too. But, you know, Ooh. down south... Go ahead, Mike. No, I'm just going to say that. I mean, given our history... In this country, I still find it just amazing that people that are uh, are people who are extremely scornful of Caucasians are put into some kind of um, like the Hebrew Israelites. You know, they they are mm-hmm. looked at by parts of our community as being you know bad people because they have a very low tolerance. For Caucasians, you know, yep, and that for me is attractive because I want to stay as far away from their ass, and I think that we should stay as far away from their ass as we can possibly be. And when I see people who are attacking them because they take this position, man, I mean that tells me, you know, that we have a very small group within our group 
that is even ready to be enlightened by the vision. Because most of us are still brain dead. I mean, that's just plainly clear to us, to me, that most of us just ain't ready to do nothing be, but be servants to this system. That's, I mean, that's uh, all unfortunately, I Mike, <clears throat> I happen to agree with you, but I'm going to add a caveat. I think those numbers are diminishing on a daily basis. And I think 2020 is going to put it in stark contrast because I think there are things that are going to happen, as I said before, that even if they don't want to see it, you're going to see it. Well, you know, Rob, this you've always be... been an optimist, you know? <laughs> you've always been an optimist, and I've been telling you everything I've been knowing you, right? <laughs> And, this good, and that's been since that, what, Mike? About 1980? Uh, yeah, somewhere 1979, there. 1980? Yeah, about <laughs> over 30 years or 30-something years. Man. So that's good because for you, you keep me balanced because you know I ain't with that. <laughs> you know, I, say I tend to be more of what I see than what might be a possibility. And what I but you know, Mike, ain't good. You know, the family, the family need to know back in the 80s, when I, I mentioned this story before, uh, when I started on my little journey and uh, we started going to public housing, Robert Taylor homes in specific, I started right. going there by myself at first. And then I met Mike and a couple of other brothers, one of whom is my cameraman. He was a young boy. I was, yeah, I was just thinking about Cornell. Yeah. That's right. Cornelius, yes. Cornelius. And uh, another brother from who's, who was a member of the nation. All right. And we would go to public housing door to door and talk to the people and let them know what was coming. And we got treated like royalty. Okay. Just so the family know that when the proper vibration hits the people, they will respond in numbers. We didn't need nobody to tell us to go. We went on our own volition. And let me tell you something. The level of anger on the part of the Negro establishment, because we would come back and talk about the experiences on black radio here. But black radio is the domain of the Negro establishment. They could, they hated it. Absolutely. Because they were never going to do anything like that. That's right. That was our chief opposition in Chicago, not the white racists. We understood where they was coming from. It was the Negro establishment. So that's how far back me and Mike go. So people may disagree with his point of view, but I understand it because I've been right there on the front lines with him. And he's been right there on the front lines with me. Be it trying to put the corporations and things together, we were right there together. So this has been a long journey for me and this brother. So can't nobody tell me nothing about this brother here and what they don't like him saying. I know when I need some gunpowder, I know to turn to my right because there's Mike right there with the gunpowder. And with that, I didn't say bacon powder. <laughs> With that, I'm going to get off, Rob, so somebody else can get on, man Yes, sir, Brother Mike Hotep, man, good to see you call All right, take care uh, Let's see where we at here 
Uh, yeah, Bill. I turned to my left to some of these Negroes. They got bacon powder. I turned to my Mike, uh, my right where Brother Mike is. I know that's where the gunpowder is. Go okay. ahead, Bill. Okay, let's go. I think this is three four three eight oh five. Three four seven, peace, I mean eight oh five. Peace, 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 Oh, okay. I, 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 you had you had basic soda to everything in the hands like that, you know. But, um, That's right. It's a cancer preventative. It's a cancer preventative as well. Go ahead, my brother. Yeah, I just want to say, left eye died in the car crash. Um, out down there where it's TV, uh, Aaliyah died in the plane crash. It was, it was left eye died in the car. Crash. Oh, the car went down the side of the road. And they got the pictures and everything. Sad. Yeah, I get them um, mixed up, man. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people get those two mixed up. I've noticed that, man. I'm starting to think it's a Mandela effect. <laughs> yeah. Pretty soon it'll be yeah. the opposite, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't like um, Trump's move, man. I didn't like that. I have a few theories, um, but I just want to know, do you see war? Nope. Yeah, I didn't either. Not, not yet. Mm-hmm. Second term. Second term, okay. Okay. Um, I really think Iran is in a position to make a pretty good negotiation right now. If they wanted to, um, but um, and you see Schiff tonight. He calls for congressional hearings into the drone attack strike. That's uh, going of on course. Of so, what um, else is he going to do? Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be the next thing to play out. And I was Obama started eight. Ob- Obama started eight wars. Tutmos, not a peep. Yeah. Uh, cold pink. Turn yellow. Not a word. Now, because Trump uh, assassinates this guy, allegedly, now they want to pick it in March and protest, and now they anti-war when Obama started eight. Okay? That cold pink is one of them fake so-called anti-war organizations that only exist when Republicans are in office, and they disappear when the Democrats do they mass murder? Ain't nobody, no president, nowhere murdered more people than Barack Obama. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, what I say is um, one thing that Obama did was he killed the Arab dude from Flushing. That was in Yemen. This dude was an American citizen. Oh, yeah. Tutmos, your phone. Your phone, Tutmos. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? It, it, it sounds like, man, you was the, the computer was breaking I in on us. You sound like, yeah, like you had a synthesizer on it or something. Can you hear me now? 
Yeah, but you're a little distant. Okay. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, I know your hands ain't free, so you got us on the speakerphone. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I was just saying, um, remember Obama, he struck the dude in Yemen. The dude was a citizen of the, uh, he was a New York resident. Um, Al Awalaki. Al Awalaki. And this dude was a U.S. citizen, and he joined him in the whole in Yemen like that. Now, that was totally illegal right there. A, a yes. Of course. But he had the kill list. Remember the kill list? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not justifying what Trump did, but um, Bush put this dude on the terrorist list, and Obama kept him on the terrorist list. So essentially, when they go to the UN, Trump really just killed a terrorist. He didn't kill a general. You know what I'm saying? He killed a terrorist. Yes. As far as. Uh, with the with the with that what they call that committee that runs everything. As far as they're concerned, they they allow them to be on the terrorist list, so therefore he's a terrorist. Uh, so you know, but I didn't like that rule, man. Unless you could prove that has some credible evidence that this dude just planned some serious attack, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't like it. Um now in um California, the me black market has now eclipsed the legal market. Um, and um, California just jacked up the tax on the weed. You know what I'm saying? So they're, they're predicting mm-hmm. that the black market is going to continue to grow. But mm-hmm. what I see happening is, see that? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be cool until the federal government, once the government says it's legal, like right now it's just state by state. But once the federal government says it's legal, all that illegal selling the drugs is going to stop. And you're going to be right. on federal charges. And the fines are going to be just like if you get caught selling liquor without a liquor license. You know what I mean? I mean, the fines are going to be astronomical. You know, it's going to be... But they're not going to put people in jail. How do you enforce yeah. it? How, how are they possibly going to enforce it? Oh, they got all kinds of technology to enforce it. They pretty <laughs> they gonna enforce it easy, bro. You know what I mean, the, the technology they gonna be looking at everything you do. Oh, okay, I got you. Thing. I got you. I'm with you on all that, but let's just say I'm in my car. They pull me over, and I got some weed in the car because they smell it, right? Uh-huh. How they gonna tell me where I got it from? Oh, because when you go to the dispensary, you get a receipt, and you get a, um, they got your name, you know what I'm saying? That you got to handle your license, all that information is on the, on the, on the receipt. You know what I mean? Okay. So if, you, if you got to present, I, I follow you. You know, what I'm, I'm with but you. But I'm not saying I'm not saying the person riding around with it, but I'm saying it's the person caught selling. Not so much. You can sell it and get away with it. You get caught. The, the, the rules are going to change because now it's a, pre, um, you know, once they legal it, it's just like selling illegal liquor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can, you can sell moonshine all day and get away with it, but if you get caught, you know what I'm saying, you're going to get fined. It ain't going to be jail fined. My people, my people from Mississippi every year used to go down south and bring moonshine up every year. 
every year for years. What I'm saying is there's certain laws that are unenforceable. No matter what kind of technology they come up with, every other house in my neighborhood is selling weed. They're going to lock up the city. That's true. Yeah, I can see them doing that here. Uh, but, you know, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> I, I yeah, because I, I know it's going to be. Go, I know it. She, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Tedmos. I was just going to say, once she could go with CVS and buy weed, little Joaquin ain't got a chance in the world, bro. Once she could go with right here to get some weed, you ain't got a chance to stand outside right in the cellar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just see the laws, the federal laws changing, right, on the side of the people. Uh, This is coming, and I'll tell you why. Because this is just the first level of any number of drugs that people are going to be making in their own homes. This is just the beginning. They're going to be designer drugs that people can manufacture in their own home with no problem. That's because chemistry is going to change dramatically. The technology is there to produce whole new substances. All right? And some of those substances are going to, in fact, Get you inebriated. That's where we're heading. There's no way they're going to be able to put this thing back in the jar. It's, uh, these are laws that are going to be unenforceable. They can have those laws on the books. But I see the federal government basically uh, adhering to what the people want. Okay, just like they had to overturn the prohibition laws, they had no other alternative. And yes, people uh, went to jail for bootlegging in certain parts of the country, but in other parts of the country, to this day, to this day, there are people who buy illegal hooch as opposed to going to. Uh, Jack's liquor store. It's just their preference. So I see marijuana and a host of other drugs being the same way. That's just my opinion. I, I won't be around to see it, but let's just watch and see. Yes, sir. Go ahead, my brother. About the, um, the chemistry machines. I got a video where the dude is like, He's naming a bunch of chemicals, like he's naming the yep. actual chemical, and then it starts pouring him a drink. And the guy was like, well, what did you do? He said, oh, I just got ordered an iced tea. You know what I'm saying? But he told the That's right. actual stuff that, and it made him the iced tea. So, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, we'll see, man. Um, I've been um, looking at the, uh, in the 2020, the, the first people from um, the black community, to go down, looks like it's going to be these ADOS people, man. Um, all, their, all their stuff has been coming out. And um, 
you know, finding out the brother who started it was a prosecutor. Um, Ain't that something? Yeah, Ain't that something? Yeah. <laughs> Look like we hit a, we hit it at the park again, Tutmos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's 2020. They the first casualty. Um, their numbers are falling. Um, and really, um, brother Tariq Machid and a few other people, they the ones that exposed them. Um, mm-hmm. they, at every video, they put more stuff out. It's hilarious, man. It's like because I knew someone especially these people just talked about it nowhere.
looking at the brothers from Chicago because I was raised in Wentworth Garden when they were talking about Robert Taylor's. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and see, I, I came up there in the 50s. Well, we started on 63rd Street, came into Chicago on 43rd in Bronzeville. And mm-hmm. I was raised there for most of my days. And, and I know, you know, all of those spaces in which you're talking about, but even yeah. more so important, the the people, because Delbert, you know, Alvina Fulton, right. Worrell, and right. Baba well, absolutely. That's right. right. And so, <laughs> but what the one part I wanted to, to interject with when you were talking about Trump and, and what he's doing, what Trump has done is what no other president in the wild hasn't done because he's preparing the way with this deal with the state and the federal is because once you appoint a federal judge, he's appointed for life. Trump has mm-hmm. put over 160-something federal judges on the bench. Young, skinhead, well, they ain't skinhead, but one white supremacist, young federal judges onto the federal court system because the federal courts are where the laws are going to be overturned when That's you right. to challenge it by the state. And so this That's is right. what they're preparing to do with the system and being able to keep them able to have this union of uh, federal over the state because those are the ones and in, in the three branches of government. This is why the Supreme Court is set up the way it is because when it leaves the federal, it only has one place it can go to the Supreme. And a That's lot right. of things that are going to happen are not going to make it to the Supreme Court. This is why Byron Allen's case with Comcast is so important with the 1866 Civil uh, Civil Rights Act because in essence mm-hmm. is civil when you look at it because why they use this the Civil War the Civil Rights is civil but when you spell civil backwards it spells Livic Livic is the life right. path everything is mirrored in language. And so in being able to understand and what they're doing is they changed your life path as people of color. And the thing of it is, is that this is what they're they're utilizing and creating law. But the other part, and, and we were talking about Oklahoma, and what else is Oklahoma famous for besides, you know, Tulsa? Because if you read the book uh, Killers of the Flower, You'll know about the, the the richest people were red people in the world in 1920, because the Osage Nation had bought land and they found oil on it, and the people of of that nation were some of the richest people. And this is where J. Edgar Hoover formulated the FBI was investigating That's murders right. that the white people were killing the the red people and black because they were mixed. They were Native and African mixed together in the Osage Nation. That's right. And that was that was the oil, the place of the oil boom. Right. And that's what they that's where they that it started. The oil boom started. That's how that's how uh Rockefeller got his start because the oil was making making kerosene, the residue was gasoline and Ford was creating the gas engine, and he got the patent on the residue of kerosene. 
So land grab had to come in in order for the white folks to assure that they basically controlled the wealth that was going to be Oklahoma. Right. But that's why they gave it after the Civil War. They opened it up just before. And in one day, they would say it gave over 200 million acres of land. Wherever you saw a flag, you could own that land as far as you could see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they called it the Oklahoma why, land rush. Right. And this is what this is what the whole thing of everything west of the Mississippi, because all of the, the parts, even here in Georgia, where I live at now, in 1732, mm-hmm. it was established as a peony colony by James Oglethorpe. By 1735, they had to start getting slaves because the prisoners were dying because it was originally set up as a white supremacy colony. And it's written in the Georgia Historical uh, Publication, June 1932, that Oglethorpe said, this is a white supremacy colony. We're, We're not allowing people of color. And that's why they were trying to get rid of the the red that's what jackson did and that's why they want trump won't let him take jackson off the 20 dollar bill to put harriet tutman on because this is her 200th birthday she was born in 1820 this is her 200th birthday and she was supposed to have been printed on there for this 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 200th birthday and he said no because he has to keep what what jackson was was a race a total white supremacist and what right. he did to, to the Native American and to the African. Let me let me ask you and add to. I think that the, that federal judge move, along with the, and I said three years ago, he was going to uh, be able to appoint more Supreme Court justices than any other president in history. So I'm looking for right. him to get two more. Okay, right. now that here's what that's going to trigger. That's going to trigger a number of things. We know the technocrats don't want that constitution in place because they have their own agenda. All right. Right. Now, with the federal judges, what Trump is doing is he's literally enshrining the constitution as the law of the land, as you were uh, alluding to. Okay. Right. Now, I think that what that's going to do is that's going to trigger an all out assault by the chosen. Because they cannot operate. They cannot put their system in place with the Constitution in place. I think that almost guarantees once they get back in power, and I think it's going to come, okay? May not come in the near uh, future, but at some point, it's going to come, and they're going to look to go at it. I would say probably in the next 12 years. Yeah, but That's going to almost ensure civil war. Right, but what they're doing is what he's doing is is making it so that anything that has been given the 13th Amendment and the the 15th Amendment, the the 14th and 15th Amendment, and that they can be overturned Mm -hmm. in federal court. Here's three great reasons to get the new Samsung Galaxy S21 5G at T-Mobile. One, it's free for both current and new customers when you trade in an eligible device. Two, T-Mobile's the leader in 5G coverage. So three, you can unleash 5G speeds in more places with your new phone. Get the new Galaxy S21 free at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G coverage. Phone via 24 monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at T-Mobile.com.